Hello there, and welcome to episode 17 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo. Today, we will continue on our journey through the throne rooms of Star Wars, Colin. We are going. We are going to talk about the sequel trilogy. Okay. Because I simply could not wait any longer to talk about Th- Snoke's throne room because it's... I really think people are going to be mad with the order that we're doing. <laughs> no one's going to be, be mad. I would be mad if this is the order we were well, doing. Well, I apologize if this truly <laughs> upsets you, but honestly, it gives me all the more time to research the prequels. I guess that's true. That's true. Because there is a lot of production information out there for the prequels as well. True. Probably more than any of them. I um, guess. I don't know. There's a ton. I I had the Emperor's this... Throne Room. Yeah, I just sift through a ton of stuff for the original trilogy. But anyway, um, before we do that, we're going to do some. Well, actually, more like one. Mm. <laughs> actually, that's not true. We're gonna do current events. <laughs> Okay, so yesterday, I think I was sitting thinking, what are we going to talk about for current events? Nothing's happening. I mean, I had a couple little things, but nothing has really happened. And then lo and behold, today, the Lego Star Wars Christmas special got announced. So, so we were, were we not going to have current events? We were going to have current events, but it was going to be more like just I picked up my vader number four comic and oh my god it's so freaking good (laughs) okay okay Uh, that's something we can still talk about that sure oh somebody's phone is buzzing that's your phone was it mine (laughs) my phone (laughs) oh it is on the table but okay i don't even that was definitely your phone that's weird i don't ever have it on vibrate anyway Mm. um sorry about that vibration that's fine it's fine it'll be fine uh so anyway yeah the um i'm just gonna keep talking about the greg pack Vader comic because okay. I love it. For sure. And You've said good things about it. There's, I think, six issues total there's going to be. So I suppose we should just wait until then, you know, the six yeah. are out. Yeah, I don't think we should. Because that's what we did with, we tried doing that with the Clone Wars episodes and I didn't like that. Then we just like didn't do the rest until it was over and... Yeah, it's a better way to do it. You have to wait till October to talk about this comic? I would say so. I I would be more comfortable with that, personally. It's such a bummer, though. It's so good. Anyway, all right. That'd be another series, you know? We make these into series. Well, I mean, it's not going to be a series. It's just going to be, like, the comic. Well, aren't we talking about all the comics? Well, no. This particular sub-series? There's six issues, though. That's not very many. Really? Yeah. Dude. I'm pretty sure we could talk about them for a few episodes. I'm pretty sure we could talk about them for a few episodes. We'll figure that out, how we're going to do that, I guess. Because we're doing this. If we can do this, (laughs) when there's, like, literally two throne rooms, technically, like, only one we can talk about today, like... I know, but there's, like, a lot of research on this and stuff, so there's stuff to talk about, unless you're talking about the um, Rise of Skywalker, in which there was no sources whatsoever... Even more reason for me to be mad at that movie. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Current events, man. Current events. Current events. Okay. So, as I said, the um, announcement was made today that there's going to be a Lego Star Wars Christmas special. 
And it's going to be on November 17th, which is Life November Day. November 17th? Okay. And... That's exciting. On Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So excellent. So basically, they have said um, they're tapping into its kitschy Yuletide past with irreverence and a Christmas carol style. Inspired by It's a Wonderful Life, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Christmas Vacation, and Old Burl Ives Musical Cheer. Which sounds Whoa. delightful. That sounds like different. <laughs> but you are a huge fan of Lego Star Wars stuff. I am. Yeah, this is exciting. When you told me about this, I was like, I, I kind of had a double take. It's like, mm, Lego? <laughs> is that what you said? I, I honestly thought you said something else. I did not consider at all that it could have been Lego. It's yeah. so weird to me. Uh, but you, you I'm excited. absolutely love the lego video games i mean yeah that's the lego star wars video that games. is definitely how i got into star wars so really for sure dude i you honestly don't know i mean you you can kind of understand like the good guy bad guy elements i guess as a young kid but when oh. you're playing those games and it's like no dialogue right the first lego star wars game was the prequels so no dialogue it's just like grunts Dude gets chopped in half. That's Darth Maul. Yeah. He gets chopped in half. Like, it's it's very, like, down to earth, and it's fun because you get to fight them, and it's, like, three hearts. And you really miss the days when they didn't talk. Yep. That's that you, you it's got so authentic, little, dude. You got a little irked when they started talking. Yeah, so they did <laughs> They did the Lego Star Wars video game. Mm-hmm. That was the name of the first one, which was episodes one through three, and it had a bonus level that was episode four. The, the beginning of episode four, which is kind of cool. They did the prequels first? Yep. Huh. I guess I didn't know that. Well, what are they going to do? I don't know. The gonna... original trilogy. Like, they, why, why? In the 70s? I don't know about no, that. No, I'm, I'm talking about when they did the first Lego video game, why would they not have tapped the original trilogy first? I think because for kids, right? Like, I think the prequel. I don't know. I think it makes sense. Story-wise, because then they came out with Lego Star Wars 2. Oh, were those still... Were, was that game coming out when the movies were still coming out? Yep. Was there synergy? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah, that would be it, right? But then Lego Star Wars 2 came out, and that was the original trilogy. And then uh, Lego Star Wars 3 came out, which was Clone Wars, which is super weird. And that was the one you made me stand in line that for. That game is amazing three to hours this day. That game celebration. Is, that game is... <laughs> so excellent it's the best one by far and then they came out with lego star wars skywalker or, or lego star wars um it was it was like well then they, they came out with lego star wars force awakens oh yeah I they did that. that they did a few versions where it was like prequels and original trilogy in one i forget a few versions of that and there's supposed to be like the whole saga coming out there is right? yeah i think that's already out that's why they're doing this then oh Oh, if okay. that's coming out soon, I thought that was already out, but okay. Am I crazy? No, I would have bought it for yeah, you. Yeah, I would have that. Out. I would definitely have that. Is that include Last Jedi and? I would Jogger? assume so. Bro, yeah. bro, I'm so curious, man. What the Last Jedi is gonna look like in Lego form? <laughs> it's gotta It'll be, be so, so fun. good. It'll be so cute. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. they went on to talk about how they're going to feature a few Star Wars movie actors reprising their roles, and um, oh. this is what caught my attention. Adam this, Driver. This blurb. No, <laughs> not that. This that I'm about to say. Oh. oh okay. Ray and Droid Pal BB-8 head off on a quest to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force 
but their visit to a mysterious Jedi temple sends them careening through time and space. Cool. Oh, yeah, you said it was like Christmas Christmas story, right? Yeah, yeah, Christmas like Christmas Carol, Carol sure. Yeah. But mysterious Jedi temple? Mm-hmm. Careening yeah, through time and space? Where do you think the temple's going to be? Uh, I don't know, but this sounds like the world between worlds to me. Oh, you think it's going to be like a... Oh, you think she's going to be like peeking through the... That'd be kind of cool. That's what I think. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. That's what it sounds like to me, unless she found a TARDIS somewhere. Well, if it's going to be like a Christmas How carol... How else is she going to do that? If it's going to be like a Christmas carol, it has to be... There has to be ghosts, right? Well, it says, Rey interacts with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi... What? Yoda and other characters in some of the franchise's most beloved moments as they try to return in time for a life day feast... With her friends on Chewbacca's Wookiee home world of Kashyyyk. Wait, she's talking to Darth Vader, homie? Hang on. So characters will be interacting with different characters and perhaps even different versions of themselves at different ages. Oh, dude. So it's going to be like, you're going to have like... Complete nonsense. Well, (laughs) who's going to be, if it's Ray's point of view, then what are we talking about here? There's going to be like a weird ghost on ghost action? Like what? I don't know, but it's, it's, you know, if you think about the Christmas Carol, uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah. One of, the, one of the ghosts, you know, takes her to all these different, takes him to all these different times and places. There's three ghosts. Right. So. And each one corresponds to a certain time but period. I'm, but if, like, she has access to portals, then she could just be bopping in and out. Maybe she doesn't have, like, a ghost following her around. Maybe not. But, um. Okay. It says Palpatine, Vader, and Kylo Ren get to hang out together. What? This caused a lot of ire today. Bruh. It caused <laughs> a lot of ire. This is going to be weird. This is going to be like Lego Star Wars where you could be like Darth yes. Maul and... Yeah, oh, totally. Emperor Palpatine, no, like Darth Maul and Rey. They <laughs> released two pictures. One is just Rey and everybody on the Falcon. The other oh. one... Oh, I bet the Falcon's going to be like the... The other one, the though. Hub. It... It looks like they're on Naboo, Obi-Wan, Anakin, grown Anakin, little Anakin, um, Luke, (laughs) Han. Whoa, dude. um, Oh, what am I forgetting? Oh, Mace Windu, Qui-Gon. All together? They're they're like standing on one side and then on the other side facing them. It's like they're about to fight. Is uh, older Anakin, half of Darth Maul. Like his top half. Dude, um, this is so good. A bunch of troopers from all different oh time periods. Oh my gosh. Uh, who oh my else goodness. was on? I can't, I'm I'm trying to picture. And they were head. like the OG Lego figures, like. Oh yeah, they're all Lego figures. Man, that's good. So anyway, that's good. People are getting a little. Why are people upset? Well, hold that's on. like a nerd. That's like a nerd. That's like. They're going down the fantasy route right okay. now. Okay. First of all, I'm not upset, and I'm mm. trying not to be upset about this because it's, it's it is Le- Lego. It's Lego Star Wars. First yeah. of all, they they say it's not even like canon, canon. It's like canon adjacent. Right. So it's fine. Just watch the movie, bro. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> is it gonna be a movie? You said. Yes. My goodness. So, but people are upset because they are pairing. It's like Ray. And younger Luke. Okay. Like she seeks him out or something. And 
I can't disagree that that is... If she's going to seek somebody out, wouldn't it be Leia? Uh, hmm. She doesn't even... I guess, yeah. She doesn't even hardly know Luke. Oh, is there going to be Lego Leia? Well, she's not in any of the pictures, and she's not mentioned in this thing. Ooh. But I can't imagine they're going to do this without her. They're probably just being, yeah. like, secretive about it. I would hope so. I mean, I'm going to be... I will be mad. That would be crazy. Like, I will be really mad. Yeah. I wish they did it with the OG version where there's no dialogue, though. I know they won't. Well, there's no way. But, dude, that's How can you tell a story without people talking? uh, 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 Dude, they... they, Like, Lego Star Wars. The games. Easily Uh, tell the stories without dialogue. I guess, but they've moved on from that. They're never going to go back to that. That's so good, dude. So anyway, good. it says the heart and soul of the special is Ray's relationship with Luke, not the old Jedi Master well, she knew, but instead lame. the rookie rebel version from the original. Of oh, course. It, okay. We got to go back well, to 1977, Luke Skywalker. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'll put up with it. I'll put up with it, man. I'll put I up mean, with it. I mean, sigh, because why? Sure. It, it really would make a lot of people happy if it was... Leia. Yeah. And it's, I mean, what it's a perfect opportunity to do that because you don't need footage of her. And there are true. plenty of true. voice actresses that have played Leia. That is true. It, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. So I'm almost wondering if they're keeping that under their hats. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe I'm setting a... myself up for a big disappointment when Leia's not even in it. Maybe it's I... Ahsoka. Oh, they don't even mention Ahsoka either. Hmm. Could be. Um, there is a Lego Ahsoka. <clears throat> but they are very much focusing on, in this article on USA Today, in USA Today, that it's Ray and Luke, mm. young Luke. Um, it becomes a much different take on a teacher and apprentice with the more seasoned Ray and a younger Luke. So. Wait, so. It, I don't know. We'll see. So you're telling me that is Ray going to tell Luke what Luke does? Like, this is going to get really weird in timey. Well, yeah, like, but that. It's paradoxical. It's Lego, so they could totally do whatever they want. It's not totally serious, you know, canon wise. Okay. You know what? There might actually be some good opportunities for some humor. Oh, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. Because, and then my other thought. Like young Han and Ray, and they maybe like compete over who's the better pilot and stuff. And Lando. (laughs) It'll be cute. It'll be super cute. Yeah. Cute and fun. That is what I keep repeating to myself. Yeah. Lego Star Wars is always fun and cute and cute and fun. And maybe it won't be up as upsetting when you see it. <laughs> not that I'm, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I'm just like, what about Leia, yo? This is just yeah. kind of my... What about Padme? What about Padme? I don't think she was in the picture. But you're telling me that there are like clones versus stormtroopers? Potentially. I will show you the picture when we are done. It's like oh. it, OT Stormtroopers, some kind of sequel trilogy trooper. Oh. Like maybe the one of the flame trooper? I'm not sure. The ones that have the little kind of beak-shaped things with the screws in the front? I don't know. Uh. And then um, I don't remember if there were clone troopers in that picture. There was a red trooper. Okay. So I don't remember, but I'll show Bro. you. Um, and then the last thing. Droids? Question mark? Did I see a droid? Battle droid? I don't remember. Sorry, I'm hyped. I'll show you the picture later. All right. But um, 
And one last thing he said, the Lego versions of some of the Wookiee characters from the 70s special will appear. Uh, and Very nice. Someone, and the interviewer said, any chance of Lego B. Arthur? And they said, Who you never that? know. B. Arthur is in the original Christmas special. She's the one in the, the bartender that sings that song to the tune of the cantina music but it's like a slow oh no you don't remember that no i don't but i don't want to know <laughs> i just say unless if there's no cooking segment what, oh, is, true, what is the point bro. of this true you better give me a cooking segment and luke with makeup <laughs> required a little too much mascara and eyeliner yes anyway that's cool though kashik yeah that'll be cool and i mean lumpy yeah N- mala I think we're getting Mala and Lumpy again, finally. And Chewbacca? Well, yeah. Chewbacca, He's around. Obviously. The Lumpy's around. I don't they know about... Reunite. What's the grandpa's name? Is the grandpa's name... Why do I want to say Stinky? Is that right? No. That's not right. What's the grandpa's name? Is it Stumpy? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. All right. Well, I mean, um, this is exciting. But I didn't know that there was all this detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And interesting. Um, so I went and looked up the writers and the directors and the producers and everybody okay because now i'm like okay who's doing this thing okay <laughs> and um so the writer uh his name is david shane um he wrote a, he's like a lego group person and he wrote some episodes of free uh, star wars freemaker adventures lego all-stars a little bit of phineas and ferb oh interesting which is never a bad thing no and um some Lego Jurassic World and Ninjago. And then the nice. director is Ken Cunningham. Ninjago is a throwback. You never got into Ninjago, but I it must be. was so close to being into it. I was trying. <laughs> it's cool. It's still around. It's still popular. Like It must be decent. Cause... I used to play a computer game back in the day. Really? On the I Dell. That. Yeah, that was. On the Dell. Yeah, that was old. <laughs> back on the Dell. Yeah, that was, that was old. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with all those. So the director is Ken Cunningham. He's a Lego group person. He's done Jurassic World and Lego Spider-Man. Sweet. And then there's a whole list of producers. Um, the one that I really was interested in is Jill Wilfert. And she she's from Lego group. She has this massive resume that includes the Lego movie. I think Lego Batman movie was on there. Like okay. her credits were just All right. longer said. than anyone else's that I looked up. Um, Lego Masters, executive producer. Remember Sick. Lego Masters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we watched recently. That's cool. That is a great show, by the way. Oh, yeah. Great family is. show. We're trying to get sponsored by Lego right now. No, but <laughs> I mean, Lego Masters was a. F- Lego Masters was enjoyable, man. Really fun. Some Star Wars in Lego Masters. Yeah. There was like a. There was a whole episode. There was a competition. Yeah, there was. It's a a com. If if you're not familiar, it's a competition show where they have teams of Lego builders, and then you know people get eliminated. Experts come on and judge them. And anyway, it was. It's a good show. Frigging delightful. It is. We all loved it. It was so fun. So anyway, she was executive producer of that. So that's cool. And then it's just kind of a combination of. Lego group people and Lucasfilm animation people. And then this James Waugh, who's uh Lucasfilm content and strategy. Oh, dude. So content and strategy. 
Yeah, I wrote down he oversees content and transmedia strategies and leads narrative development across media platforms. So. Sounds like a boring job. <laughs> Actually, I think it sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. But um, Jackie Lopez is from the Lucasfilm Animation Group, and she's done a ton of stuff. Uh, Clone Wars Resistance, Galaxy of Adventures, which I love, and Rebels, and then... Um, there was another Lucasfilm person that had a bunch of stuff on their resume, too. But anyway. Yeah, lots of people. Um, Yeah, tons of producers. So anyway, that's who's making it. I feel like I'm going to go back and rewatch Freemaker Adventures since the writer did some Freemaker Adventures. Okay. And I've never watched Star Wars Lego all Lego Star Wars All-Stars. <laughs> that's hard to say. It is hard to say. Never seen that. So I might watch that just to see how goofy... Is this gonna get? <laughs> it might get pretty goofy. It sounds like it's gonna. It sounds like it has to be goofy. Like, what are you gonna <laughs> it's do? It's gonna be very goofy. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like I said, cool. uh, the only thing that would make me just walk out in a huff and throw some stuff is if Lego or Lego if Leia's not in it. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. That I bet be you she will be in it. That would be a travesty. It would be. But it is weird that they're not even mentioning her. Yeah. Oh, and my other thought was... Kind of weird. My other thought was... Mm-hmm. You know, I've told you before how um, all the Ben Solo stands think that at some point he's going to come back and the easiest way for him to come back is through the World Between Worlds yeah. concept. Um, well, if this mysterious Jedi temple that lets her go through time and space happens to be the World Between Worlds, I just feel like... They're planting the seeds. That yeah, maybe. Even more. I would be surprised if they're trying to plant the seeds in a Lego Christmas story movie. But <laughs> you keep dreaming, dude. It's I fine. would be surprised too, but also they're just setting a precedent that weird stuff can happen when you mess with the world between worlds. Yeah, that's pretty weird. This is pretty weird. Even though this it's going to feel very surreal. Canon adjacent, not really serious at all. Right. Okay. That's basically it for current events. There's really not much else going. I mean, that was kind of a lot. On, um, well, like I said, if they hadn't announced this today, we would have had no current Okay, well, <laughs> we got lucky. So we did get lucky with that. Um, anyway, okay, let's move on to our main topic of the day, which okay. is the throne rooms of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get it. So Colin, if you heard the last episode suggested a poll i suggested a poll you did you said why didn't you do a poll oh. and i was like i Wait, didn't think about it a poll on what though okay we were talking about i'm pretty sure we were talking about palps's throne room and return of the jedi and i made a bold statement and said oh okay I think yeah. if you walked up to 100 hardcore star wars fans at celebration and said what do you think of when i say star wars throne room which one do you think of first I thought the majority would probably say Return of the Jedi, Palps' Throne Room. Right. And then I also said, but if, and then you said, well, why don't you do a poll? And I said, well, I could, um, but I already know that my Twitter poll would end up being Snoke's Throne Room because <laughs> I am friends with uh, a lot of younger fans. Right. They'll, they'll remember. Who love the sequel trilogy and a lot of Raylos and a lot of Ryan Johnson, huge Ryan Johnson fans. Right. So I think they're all going to say 
The Last Jedi. <sighs> Snoke's arm. But I still thought, like, in general, people would, like, a, a more random sample. Right. Because <laughs> Twitter's not a random sample. These are people that... Are, here. Uh, th- Twitter's not a random sample for me because... Nah. I mean, social media in general is not a random It's who I sample. know. And who do I know? Yeah, you can't call that a random. Bunch of Raylos. Like, a lot of Raylos. So, but anyway. Where did you get the data? The okay. data. So, I put up a poll. I put up the same poll on Twitter. Okay. And three different Facebook groups that I'm in. And I was actually very impressed. I got 613 votes. Okay. Which is way more than Fair. our Bendu poll. True. Apparently... People care a lot more about throne rooms <laughs> than Bendu. I which don't know, man. <laughs> I gotta ask, what? Why you like this? That's everyone? so weird. <laughs> Bendu. <laughs> why do you like this, people? Why? Bendu Jeez. is way important. Anyways, it must have been Dad. They probably didn't <laughs> listen because of Dad. Come on, man. I don't think so. The disrespect. Okay, so the general results. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Shocking results. Okay. But maybe not so shocking once I break it down. Okay. 62% said Snoke's throne room. Okay. TLJ. 62%. That's huge. Yeah, but you just said why that's not that big of a deal. uh, Maybe. (laughs) Okay. 29% said Palps' throne room in Return of the Jedi. Okay. 7% said the. um, Yeah, wait. Are there others? <laughs> I feel like it would only be between those two. Seven percent. Seven percent said a new hope. What at the end Bruh. of the movie, and then two percent said other, what? and those were mostly made up of um, Padme's throne room on Naboo. But a couple of other suggestions were somebody said Jabba's. Okay, that that there's no way. There's no way, dude. Whatever. This is what they voted. That is crazy, bro. This is what they voted. Okay. Oh, yeah, and someone did say Palps' throne room in Rise of Skywalker. Dang, uh, dude. One, one sad little lonely person. That's interesting to me, the fact that there are three other alternative answers. I did not expect that. But I it was totally mostly, assumed. It was mostly Padme, though. Okay. I think maybe one person said Jabba, and okay. one person I mean, said... Just the fact that there's anything other than those two, that's all I'm saying, is surprising okay. to me. Because those he... seem to be the ones that are... Like the throniest, the throniest. You know. Okay, but here's what here's where my sample is interesting because okay. okay, so on Twitter I can't see gender because it just doesn't tell me that. Um, but like I said, I feel like it's a skewed sampling because it's people that I'm friends with mostly, and um, that includes a lot of Raylos and a lot of um, Ryan Johnson TLJ fans. Uh, so not surprising at all. In fact, eighty-seven percent of that sample. Pick TLJ. 87%. Man. Okay. Educate yourself, homie. <laughs> what kidding. is wrong with that Expose throne room? yourself to different demographics. What is wrong with that throne room, sir? Last Jedi? Yes. Nothing. I'm just saying, I feel like... I mean... Well, which one would you say? Definitely Palps, man. Okay. Uh, well, I, I forgot to vote, so... Oh. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> My right. vote isn't even counted here. Okay, so here's, again, where it gets interesting if you break it down by gender, Here which this, this same thing happened with the Bendu. <laughs> Here we go. Do you remember? Yes, dude. I, I okay, was... so I belong to an all-women's Facebook group. Okay. So, obviously, 100% are women in that group. Got 148 votes from that group. 
um, out of 148 votes, 96 were for TLJ. Oh. That's, that's the vast majority. Yeah. Uh, 34 votes were for Return of the Jedi, and then 15 for A New Hope, and three for Other. Okay, so keep that 96%, or 96 votes in mind. Okay, I will. I got it. Flipping to one of the other groups I belong to. Uh, that got, I got 99 vo- votes total from that group, but of that 99 votes. <laughs> Struggling with the numbers here. I know. A lot of 90s. 92% of those people were male. So close to 100% male sample only. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll, t- we'll assume. In that group. Generalize. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. This is out of 99 votes. Return of the Jedi got 74. Dang. Okay. So A that's... New Hope got 18. TLJ only got four. Okay. Wow. Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. So, <laughs> that's weird for sure. That's crazy. It's a huge disparity. Yeah. Between women and men and how they feel about the last Jedi's throne room. It's funny. It's That's so weird, funny to man. me. And then um, the other Facebook group. A New Hope. I don't get it. I don't get how A New Hope can be the one you think of. I really don't, man. I feel like it's because of the theme music. Honestly, Honestly I was just about to say. I was just about to say. I was just about to say. It's probably it. And probably people have seen the title of that piece. Right. Man, it's for just the best for 40 title years. For yeah. yeah. So That's they true. just associate it with that. I agree. Um, so the third Facebook group, um, I got a much smaller sampling of 47 votes. And of those, of those, of that total, 77% were men. Uh, so yeah. not quite as hot, yeah. uh, bad a disparity. But Return of the Jedi still won mm. with the highest percentage with 29 votes out of 47. And TLJ right. was second. With 13, and A New Hope was third with three. Uh, conflicting data. So Conflicting data. But okay. it's really interesting. To, every time I... This is only the second poll I've done, but this is the second time, though, that the line seems to be... It's like gender party lines mm. over... I forget what the disparity was. Was it like, oh, who loves the Bendu and who just likes or, or dislikes yeah. the Bendu? Yeah. And women by far said love way more often. Right. Interesting. It is kind of. We need to do the next poll. Yeah. Yoda. Have people versus feel the like... Bendu. Who's better? Oh, people are gonna say Yoda all day. <laughs> okay. Well, are you okay. kidding. But I wanna. I wanna like. I'm trying to figure out, like, if you take a teacher character, like one of the teachers, right? Like in the in in Campbellian. Mm. lore the teacher like the, a mentor the scholar the mentor yes the mentor i want to know like how many people would like a female mentor versus a male mentor in star wars I no mean, alien don't... mentor like the bendu or, or yoda like i want to are there examples of like important mentors that are male human or female human am i forgetting i mean we really haven't seen a like a sage old human human huh. woman mentor in oh, Star Wars. well what about male 
Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan. Uh, but they're Luke. Jedi, though. I'm talking about someone who's, like, dissociated from, like, the Bendu. Oh. Oh. But maybe maybe that doesn't matter. It probably doesn't matter. Just someone who is, yeah, like, taking a pull on that. But anyway, yeah, those, those are interesting. I don't want to get off topic. Those are interesting statistics for sure. Yeah. You got to do more. Yeah, I'm just. To prove this. I need to think of some other weird poll and just see if it happens again. <laughs> yeah. Just for my own entertainment. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, so. No, the next poll we should do is. Once this Christmas story thing comes out, we should uh-huh. do which Christmas story is better. Which Christmas special? <laughs> Christmas special versus Christmas special? Yeah. Oh, God. There's going to be a lot of that. It's going to be sure. cute, though. I'm yeah. Excited. All right. Let's not backtrack. Um, okay. So those are my those are my data points. Nice. Interesting. Oh, I forgot. One person did say Boss Nass's throne room. Oh. Is their favorite. <laughs> oh, that's a I forgot cut. about that one. Oh, yeah. We got to do that one. Oh, for sure. Because the art there is. Yeah, it's on the list. Trust me. It's, all, it's on the list. Hyped. Okay, so we're going to start with the first throne room we get in the sequel trilogy, which is Snoke's. And I hope you're right about that, because if you're not, and there's one in Force Awakens that we can't think there of. There is not. I mean, there's a... There's a hologram of him sitting on his throne, which is actually clearly a different chair, but we don't. Oh, are we considering that. that room a throne room, though? No, I mean. It looks more like a conference room. It's a great big cavernous room, but no, I'm not counting that as a throne room because it's just a okay. hologram. Okay. Um, Yeah. It's, Hot take. It's the first one. And it's definitely the first one of note. Right. Oh, yeah. About. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. The designer, take it away. Rick Heinrich, is going to get a lot of quotes because he uh, is the master. He was majorly involved um, in designing that. So I listened through the TLJ director commentary with Ryan Johnson, and he says more than once that Snoke's throne room was his favorite set on the movie. Yep. Um, and he says a lot of very interesting things. Uh, not just him, but he and Rick Heinrich in different articles and things talk about all the different influences that they looked at and that inspired them in some capacity for this throne room. And there's a bunch, like yep, so many influences. Honestly, this is the thing that interests me about Star Wars. Me too. Is where are the influences and coming And that's from? what made me so mad that we didn't get anything from the Tross team, which... Well, we're getting to that. Don't I talk know, about that yet. But Spoilers. Like, but this is like the funnest part, and there was nothing for me to look the at. Funnest. Oh. More fun. Most fun? Oh. Funner? Funnest? More fun? No. <laughs> Go back to school. I can speak the English, everybody. <laughs> the really. English. The English. Yes. Okay. So anyway, lots of influences. Um, he, Ryan Johnson mentions in the commentary that the red and the reflective black floor, um, were inspired by Anthony Mangella's Met Opera production of Madame Butterfly. And I did look at pictures and it is clearly confirmed. confirmed. Yeah. Um, does people, people don't know what Madame Butterfly is. I think we're weird. Oh, it's an opera. People know. You think so? I I would think if, yes, I think people know Madame Butterfly is an opera. I don't think they know anything about it, maybe. But... Do you know who wrote it? Oh. I'm just going to check to make sure I know what it is so I don't get it wrong. <sighs> Damn. Come on, dude. 
Think of the most Italian. <laughs> I am. I And I want to say it's the wrong name that's in my head right now. Come on, dude. It's it's not the right name. It's just like... Well, what is the name you're thinking of? Puccini. That's not right. Uh, no. Uh, I don't remember. Just tell me. Well, part of it was made, written by Puccini. Oh, really? Puccini. Yeah. It's Puccini? Yeah, and then oh. the libretto was written by this dude's who, two dudes whose last names were Giacasa and Ilica. Oh, well, no one's heard of them. It's Puccini. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was right. Yay, yeah, me. Okay, anyway. That's why I thought it was too, but I was really scared that I was going to get it wrong and I was going to get <laughs> cut down by somebody. So We were going to have to edit, at, edit stuff out. Yeah, few. That's too embarrassing. Okay, so. Great opera, though. He said he wanted a big theatrical. He wanted big theatrical red curtains that would burn away, and he was looking for ideas to make that work. <laughs> so basic. And he remembered the design, that particular production of Madame Butterfly in the in the stage, the way the red curtains were set up, and the floor was shiny. He reminds me of me sometimes. And it was like <laughs> that's cool. And so um, like sometimes I'll be writing a piece of music, and I'll just all of a sudden think of a sound from this one piece, and I'm like you know what, I want that in here. I mean, I. That's kind of how artist brains work. I don't know, it? dude. That that's very sporadic. Like I feel like J.J. Abrams comes up with his own stuff. I don't think he takes influence from a lot of things. Maybe he tries to isolate himself. I think real artists, like the ones that like like John Williams, they steal. That's that's kind of <laughs> yeah. how it is. But um, this was interesting too, though. Heinrich said that the idea of the floor is that it's kind of a black hole in a way it swallows up light and humanity Ooh. and added that he used actual dance flooring right out of a busby berkeley musical to give the set that classic first order sheen it's got a cold hard contrast and reflective look that defines the ethos and aesthetic oh who said this uh that would be the production designer rick heinrich bro that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is dope. So that was that. one of their influences. Another influence. Are um, your pages out of order? Huh? Are your pages out of order no. again? Oh, no. Okay. Flipping <laughs> no. through them. I stapled them this time so they wouldn't be out of order. Oh, nice. I got smart, finally. Yeah, that's good. Um, So he said he was talking to Ryan Johnson and said, how do you reinvent the throne room from Jedi? And Ryan <laughs> said... I don't want to reinvent the throne room from Jedi because it's already been done. He was always Ooh. using the words organic and theatrical. Early on, the one thing that stuck was the heavy red and colonnade banners. It is part of the Ron Kurosawa thing, the samurai influence. For sure. And then he did say that Ryan didn't mention Twin Peaks Black Lodge, <laughs> the Red Room, but we <laughs> all did in an art department meeting. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. That crept in. Well, because you're, you're also. You, you better believe that that's what they get. You know what I mean? Like that is a pin. That is pinnacle set design. Like I, I feel, that, that, that think of the most influential set you've ever probably seen. If you were a set designer, I feel like that's got to have huge influence on you. I'm well. That the Black whole, Lodge, like literally everything in that show, but the was Black a huge Lodge, influence though. on someone working today. I, yeah that's that's because I, you see that yeah it was just a it was just a so weird linchpin show like so many yeah people were <laughs> inspired was that a was that a pun <laughs> oh <laughs> yo that was clean son high I didn't five mean that. high oh, five sorry. high five okay that was clean um 
Okay, so <laughs> the Red Room is another one, and Kurosawa sure. is another one. Um, he did say that, <clears throat> excuse me, Johnson did indeed have Kurosawa on the brain as Snoke's throne room came to life. Nice. Um, the ornamental aspect of it is very Kurosawa, and the use of it red is. is partly ceremonial, which brings out a bit of the samurai influence that goes to the roots of Star Wars. And then... It does indeed, sir. That, like, spilled over into the Praetorian Guard... Right. ...concept and their costumes and also very samurai-esque. Well, and obviously a take on the Imperial Guard. Yes. So yes. he... So George probably thought of that, honestly. Oh, that he was gonna, um... The Kurosawa vibe. Oh, for sure. I mean, Star Wars is, yes, the Hidden Fortress was, like, a big influence on him. Mm. That's um, cool, man. That's cool. We got to watch more Kurosawa. Yeah. I, I'm, I've only seen, I want to say, I think I've only seen the Hidden Fortress, and that was many years ago. I haven't ago. even seen that. And then um, Rashomon. Yeah. Well, you just recently showed me that. I'm very behind. I did not know he was a, per- a person until recently. Hidden Fortress is really good like I'll check it you out. need to watch it okay <clears throat> i don't think i've ever seen i don't think i've seen like seven samurai i don't think i've seen it oh yeah i've heard of that one ah! yeah i'm bad with take samurai my films, cinema man. nerd card away samurai film is not good on me anyway um anyway. so that was another big influence uh another one was the wizard of oz okay both in concept of, you know, Snoke is the wizard, the wizard, and he has this big elaborate yeah throne room to sort of mask the fact that he is physically weak, right, and definitely right. like beatable. He's a pawn. Yeah. Well, at the time we didn't know he's a pawn, but you I know. guess. But hey. But the whole concept was Wizard of Ozzy, and then... Very, um, yeah, it is. Actually, Ryan mentions in the in the uh, commentary, and didn't remember this part, that the when they come out of the elevator yep. into the throne room, mm-hmm. and there are ki- there's kind of like that arched mm-hmm. design yeah. leading to the elevator, that is very Wizard of Oz hallway. I haven't seen it. Uh, honestly, I can't say because I haven't seen it in a long time, and that I do not remember. It is, but it cool. is true. And when he said, "I'm like, oh yeah, it sure is." Um, That's so, a weird. That is a weird inspiration. I definitely wouldn't have thought that. Well, conceptually, I feel like the conceptualization it, it probably works. was the influence first, and then he's like, "Hey, why don't we make the back of the room kind of look like the Wizard of Oz hallway?" I mean, why I'm not, not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying I. I think that's super creative. That's all I'm trying yeah. to say. I mean, this could easily be my favorite throne room. Easily. Mm. We'll do the ranking later. Continue. And all of the research points to that because there's just so much. There's so much going on in this room. Right. Huh. Both visually and subtextually. And just the design of it is so kick-ass. It is. It is pretty cool. Ugh, everything about the it is fantastic. symmetry of it. Uh, oh, yeah, and we'll get to that, too. So... Yeah, there's actually... You know, now that I think about it, there is a very interesting relationship between the throne rooms that are symmetrical and the throne rooms that aren't. Like, Jabba's throne room is not symmetrical. No. Palps's is. 
to an extent. Um, the throne room is more symmetrical than Jabba's, but not as symmetrical as Palps's, I would say. And his is, like, completely... Well, except the eyeglass thing. Mm-hmm. His is completely symmetrical. It very much is. So, it's an interesting thought, but... Um... And the prequels, I don't... I guess Padme's is symmetrical. Padme's is not really. Padme's is more like... No, Padme's is very It's kind of an office. It's not even... But it looks more like an office. if you play Star's Battlefront, and you go into the throne room, it is, like, an actual... Like, it is... Oh. Entirely symmetrical, dimensionally speaking. Oh, interesting. There's, like, pillars that surround it that create, like, a concentric circle design on the floor. Hmm. It's, it's cool, but anyway... Um, I digress. Okay, so the the other influence was shocker, a Ralph McQuarrie design, which <laughs> you gotta we, do it, bro. Which we just talked about in the last episode. See, it's good that we went in this order because actually, this film is so connected. It this is. trilogy is so connected to Return of the Jedi that I feel like it was a good move to do this. In this order. Okay. Because there's a ton of Return of the Jedi stuff. That's a good reason for it, for sure. In this research. You want to clarify maybe which design you're talking about? Yes. It is the design where it's like subterranean and there's lava all over the place. They didn't obviously use this design because, um, as we said last time, they changed the story uh, quite a bit so that there would be a second Death Star instead of this... I can't remember the name of a planet, but it was like a capital, imperial capital city planet. Right. Um, and then Palps, in, on that planet, Palps's throne room was uh, like subterranean and cave-like and look, was supposed to look like hell. And it, had, it was all red and orange and glowy and it had lava mm-hmm. on the floor. Right. So they really liked that red, hellish... But again, the transformation from natural, yes, to technological, and just me. and just elegant. Instead it is, of yeah, it's very elegant. Instead of just like a most... cave. In fact, where is that quote? Oh, here it is. Um, Johnson and Heinrich saw a place for Macquarie's original vision in their Jedi tale. We used it as a metaphorical inspiration. This sense of a supreme leader in an elevated position but without getting too far away from the hellish aspect of what he represents. It is, if you will, a very elegant hell. <laughs> I guess. So, it is elegant. <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah, tons. They drew from tons of things just for this one And you set. know what's interesting is I felt that. Same. The first time we watched that movie, I was like, I, like, so many neural like tracks were firing <laughs> yeah. that new thing you knew like, that I there knew was a lot going that on that was there. madam butterfly i knew that that was um kurosawa i knew it was definitely uh, the one you're getting to now i believe what did you write that in 2001 no that's going to be in the editorial <gasps> place because we're they didn't say that we were saying oh that. okay 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 but like I, but you know these things like you see yeah, that of course and you're like yo and definitely Ralph McQuarrie. Like, the, the moment you see it, you're like, yeah, this has got some under undertones for sure. But it's still different. And that's why I think it's really cool. Very different. Because all the other ones are kind of based in Ralph McQuarrie's designs. Just a little change here or there. Mm-hmm. But 
I feel like this one, he, like, knew... He's been, like... Ryan Johnson was waiting to do a throne room scene. A Star Wars throne room scene. He already had it planned out. He knew what his inspirations were going to be, I feel like. And he was like, okay, I got to throw in some Ralph McQuarrie because it's Star Wars. And red. Why not? Yeah. Why not just as much red as you can possibly mm-hmm. take? Oh, and then there is one more that... um. He mentioned that American artist James Terrell's art installments were an inspiration for the, um, the curtains basically were like, you don't, you don't see the ripples in the curtains there. It's just more like just a flat. Yeah. There's just like a lack of texture. In fact, amongst a bunch of texture. In fact, it's very interesting because when you first see that, you don't realize those are curtains. It's just like. Oh, it's just a red room. Uh, I knew they were curtains. How? There was no way to tell. You were forgetting no. the first time you saw that. No, I knew they were curtains. From But from what? There was no... From you the first c- moment I saw them. What else were they going to be? They were like kind of behind him and there I don't know. I just thought it was it. a either a no. projection of red light or... Some it's kind too of solid red. for that. It was matted. It's a, it's a slightly matted material. So like I... I knew, but I mean, I didn't. I didn't know it was gonna burn down. I in didn't such a know. Cool way. So yeah. Okay. So when it caught fire, I was like, "What? <laughs> what the? What's happening right now?" Oh no. Yeah. It it took me I actually. Didn't know that. I remember sitting there going, "I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what's happening. What's happening? What's happening? How? Oh, it's fabric. <laughs> it is. I mean, what would you expect? It's Snoke. Of course, he's got fabric draped. I mean, brilliant. It's just brilliant. It is. It sets it up, man. It, it sets it up. Really sets it up. Um, that throne room was meant to be destroyed. Honestly. Well, that was part of the point. Like to We're gonna burn this whole place down, so make it flammable. <laughs> it I mean, I have notes right here that at one point in the fight, Ray flings a sparking enemy weapon onto the red curtain setting in a blaze, which transforms the set and sharply changes the tone as the fight progresses. In an age where pretty much anything impressive on screen is assumed to be a visual effect, Heinrichs emphasized that the fire is 100% real, which was tough to pull off. (laughs) And, like, yeah, when you're watching the the behind-the-scenes stuff, and there's that moment where, like, a big piece of fabric goes flying. Behind Kylo? or Between Kylo and the guard or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's real. Bruh. (laughs) <laughs> bruh high octane dude so cool <laughs> it's cool yeah um and he and actually ryan says in the commentary that the fiery rain was a very early idea um that he wanted to make ha- the rent the fiery rain was cgi but right i would hope so the fire itself was not that was real that's dope super dope sick um so more on Heinrichs. He said the scale of the set was huge and it was a practical set. So I think I mentioned that already. Um, I don't think you did, but yeah, it's real. <laughs> Basically is what that means. And the other, the other part of the Macquarie design that influenced them was the actual chair, which yeah. I think I mentioned you did. in the last episode talking about Return of the Jedi. That piece of Ralph Macquarie art might be the first piece of art that i've seen that now like very typical shape which is it's like a it's like a it's like a uh uh trapezoid 
but it's like a, a very tall, tall trapezoid. trapezoid. Yeah. Um, which to me Stretched. is is very sithy because it's almost a triangle, but uh, it's got that top part I guess. cut off. But, true. True. But okay. we see that shape all the time now. Like Snoke's throne is shaped like that, and Vader's castle is shaped like that. And um, you see it on Mortis in the Clone Wars. Yep. The building is shaped like that. Like, yeah, true. It's a definite thing in Star Wars now, that shape. So they stole uh, that chair, basically, and gave it to Snoke. True. To be in that shape. Snoke's bougie. He's closed. <laughs> very, very bougie. And his little gold robes and his little gold slippers and his fancy ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes he's a cool guy i actually love during the commentary ryan says something like i really love snoke's gold robe i don't know how people are going to respond to it but oh. i really love it <laughs> and i'm like oh man you know what it was a really good choice though because yes what are you gonna do more black no no it had to be a different color it had to be a different color and gold this is too much and red it's so and the gold is not like it's muted gold. That's well, yeah. why it's good. Because it's it's if it was too shiny and too bright, I would be like, oh, get this out of here. This is ruining the vibe. But the fact that it's dirty gold, that's a good, that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's like it's got black woven through it or something it does. to it make it a little mm-hmm. um, look. It's like crusted, kind of. Yeah, like you're saying, it's not like super shiny. It looks ancient. It's not shiny. Yes. Good contrast with the brilliancy of the the red and gunsmoke gray black. Um, I think now, let's see what. Do you have the name of the cinematographer in here? <sighs> he just liked a, com- a tweet I'm of sorry. mine. Oh, hey, don't put oh. me on the spot with names. You I'm know sorry. I'm bad at that. Okay. You can Google it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Oh, come on. No, don't no no silence. Just move on. Look, Google it now, so it's gonna bother me. Okay. Um, Edland? No. Just move on, dude. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, so anyway, it was all about theatricality and grandiosity, and him using this grandness to mask the fact that he was pretty. Yedlin. Huh? Yedlin. Yedlin. Oh, it's so close. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry, Steve Yedlin. You're amazing. You're genius. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I was looking up your name. You're a beast, yeah. bro. Um, beast. So when they were doing the fight scene, the actual fighting, they all, meaning Adam and Daisy and all the stuntmen playing the Praetorian Guards, obviously, like if you've ever watched that documentary or any behind-the-scenes stuff, trained and trained and trained forever and ever and ever and got totally swole everyone (laughs) is so swole in this movie true and i think it's because they were training for the scene but probably oh yeah why else man he wanted to film it like um he liked you know like jetley and jackie chan he ryan i'm talking about ryan johnson yeah wanted to film it like um you know one of those movies and so because everybody trained their butts off and got so good at the choreography, they didn't have to use stunt people. They didn't have to cut, like, keep cutting away. 
He didn't have to use camera tricks. He could just set the camera and just follow the action. Right, yeah. And that's... Well, there were two camera teams. That's, to me, why that scene is so... And you know what? Throw your complaints about the the mess-ups and the hiccups in the trash. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. It doesn't matter to me. It took months for people to even notice them anyway. True. That's why it's... That's that's a sign of good editing, man. I was, and <laughs> you know, it was very tricky. That's good, good editing, man. Editing that no one noticed this. Plus, you're so into that scene when you're watching it. Yeah, no way, dude. I couldn't no believe way. it when I saw the mistakes. I was like, oh well, I'm a clown. I never even noticed <laughs> yeah. after watching it 700 times. Who cares, dude? Yeah, I don't care. That's what makes it good, though. That there were mistakes. Man. I love mistakes. But honestly, like stuff like that happens in those movies that he's oh, yeah. talking about like jackie chan movies and Je- like stuff like that happened all I the mean, time to be fair the entire episode four was a mistake that's <laughs> true luke and leia were supposed to be together yeah yeah well, vader was not his father completely completely i'm just saying it was a it was a it was a in retrospective a mistake and what my very favorite thing to say i saw a tweet or something years ago of someone saying alligator in a bar in the cantina your yeah. all your arguments are irrelevant <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah whatever dude there are people in the dang prequels literally just wearing spacesuits <laughs> just an astronaut <laughs> spacesuit it's so right? noticeable so funny i don't know man it well those aren't mistakes though those are creative choices but Literally, in retrospective, the things that happened in episode four should not have happened. They shouldn't have. Just saying. Um, Haters. Yeah, it's just, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's one of the best scenes ever in Star Wars. You can, it is. You can go, uh, just go away from me. I don't want to hear about it. It's a clean scene, is what we like to call that. It's, it's beautifully done, and if there are a couple technical errors, because those poor people were having to perform that fight over and over and over again. Not only just like the fatigue of that, but obviously smoke filled room. Oh, bruh. Can you imagine? Don't even get me started. And all dude. those Praetorian guards with those helmets on and uh, give me a break. And COVID? I'm just kidding. COVID. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say that, but <laughs> just throw a wrench in your thought process. But I don't know. Anyway, I think. Yeah, I feel really bad for the Praetorian Guards, right? Because didn't they say, didn't someone say that those costumes were not comfortable? They were Actually, very hot. From, from what I was reading, well, I'm sure they were hot. But I, from what I'm reading and what I was about to like talk about, I was just kind of going to start talking about the guards. And oh, um, it says that their costumes were actually built to move. Because they knew they were going to have to That's good. They look like fight. that, right? They look like plated. Like they kind of got like that. Yeah, and then the air. I guess the the, the helmets were meant to be like they look very hard to see out of, but in actuality, when you have them on, they're not bad. They had to be able to see to do that choreography. Of like, course, that choreography dude, is nuts. <laughs> so that's why the stormtroopers all look fumbling around, and <laughs> so that's some pretty amazing costume design. Yeah, dude, we we gotta do it. We gotta Michael do like Kaplan. A, yeah. We gotta do Killed a it. costume design. Oh god, series. I would love to. That would be fun. I would love to. But um so the prop master is Ooh. was talking about the weapons <sighs> and how 
the nunchucks. They are the X factor of that scene because there are eight guards and they're all wielding several different different weapons. weapons. Yeah, I love so that. So having such a variety of weapons was a boon to them because when it came to creating a new kind of melee fight in Star Wars, it's not just like your typical. Right. (laughs) And plus these weapons were lightsaber um, resistant. Oh, yeah. Like these are the the creation of those very interesting weapons, those new weapons and with nuanced like uh, with nuance to them allow for some very cool moments. Like, you know, that part when when Kylo Ren has the lightsaber and that Mm -hmm. rod and he like cuts the dude and the angle is so weird. Like it's like. You, he's like underneath the camera so you can't see him but you hear like a crack <laughs> yeah. like that is dope and you can't get that with a lightsaber fight no you know it just cuts right through him and obviously that thing that that guy does when he gets ray mm-hmm. with that thing is like shink shink yeah shink. like so you know, you're it's so in. new new moments uh, in that duel jackie in that chan fight. jet Li, yeah. crouching tiger that part is dragon. with like the like the arm pole thing that i think there's something about crouching tiger hidden dragon. Oh, oh yeah. really? <laughs> uh, a key scene Ryan asked us to reference was the dojo fight in crouching tiger. Oh, sick, dude! Dragon. Yes. So there certainly was a Chinese influence. Yes. That was the prop concept designer Matthew Savage that said that. But they. But you um, know what I'm saying though, right? Like the weapons, yeah. just the the make of them, the build of them allow there is a requirement for different combat. Like the, like they had to have different camera angles and. Mm-hmm. I just like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's what they're talking about right here. There are only certain moves when you're just hitting weapons against weapons, but all of a sudden we've got this whip chain that can wrap around something and feels like we kind feels like we kind of were leaning on a blend of all different disciplines. With those different re- weapons, you could really mix it up so we could really delve in and actually had to cut so much stuff out yeah. because there was too much going on all the time. Dude, why do you even have these notes? I'm basically saying this off a whim. You do keep saying things as I'm like actually about to start saying something. (laughs) You don't even need this. It just all makes sense. It all makes sense to me. So anyway, I actually had never really thought about the fact that, I mean, I knew they had a bunch of different weapons, obviously, but it was like, oh yeah, I can see how that would really open up your options. Yeah, man. To how, oh, and then. um, The actors using them. Yeah. Like, how are you going to come up with, how are you going to make that look natural? And with that did. weird like chain thing, like that's so weird. I love how he like that one guy. I don't know. I I keep making hand motions, thinking y'all could see this, <laughs> but it's the only way I can explain. It. That dude who like faces down Ray in the beginning, he like pops out his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's dope. And he yep. he probably made that decision to do that. I'm sure no one told him to do that. Like, well, pop I'm it out sure. In such a way. No, I think every every move of that entire fight was extremely choreographed. It would have to be for Even safety. That? Yes, Even that? absolutely. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm tripping. Because but regardless, it's you a have cool a room move. on fire. <laughs> you got you got to make it yeah, work. Yeah, you have no to. Improvise. No improvising. No, no improvising. That's true. That's true. I, I sort of thought of that. Um, and this is really cute because I, I liken this to Harrison Ford when he improvised, you know, famously, I love you, and he improvised, I know. Yeah. Adam Driver suggested... That at the end of the fight, when Ray throws the saber to him, to just flip it on and have an insta-kill moment. <laughs> insta-kill. That was Adam Driver's idea. Cool, man. Just saying. My father likes them. Good touch, brother. I love the solos. 
<laughs> yeah. Solo boys. The solo boys. Uh, That's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> did you know that? I think I did know that because it didn't surprise me when I read I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I did. Dang, brother. It always surprises me when Adam Driver showcases a bit of fun. Like to me, he seems to me to be the type of dude who's just not fun. But then I remember that he is, like, undercover a supreme leader and, like, doing all that. <laughs> so he really is. He does have a funny side. He definitely has a funny side. I keep thinking he doesn't, though, I for think some he's reason. very serious about his job. Yeah. Very serious about his job. Yeah. But in this case, you know, that was just a really... That was just a perfect idea. Like, that is a great moment. I guess that's kind of the same with Harrison Ford, though. Like, he was very yeah, serious about his job. I guess. But he was a little, he was a little goofier. Like, a little more eclectic. Yeah, I, guess you could I say. do feel like that's probably the case. So I have my art of... Um, the book. I have the art of The Last Jedi. And in it, there is this huge picture. Can I see it? concept art of the throne room and can we Whoa. just talk about the oculus for a minute oh here we go let's get it because <laughs> i'll let you go on this she has an obsession y'all i was obsessed with that oculus practically from the first time we saw this movie because i was like what is that <laughs> that looks like an eye who is watching them like what is happening right now with this oculus and you're like, obviously, within the scope of the movie, it's just supposed to be like a glorified, you know, projector kind of. It's just spike. a telescope. Magnifying glass. It's used as a telescope, yeah. Um, I have to move my book to the tables. Oh, I forgot my reading glasses. Dang it. Oh, no. I can oh, run no. up again. I'll run up again. You keep talking. Okay. So... Oh, these are the thrones. Never mind. This is not the Oculus. Pause for one second, please, while I turn pages. <laughs> okay. Here's the Oculus. Uh, this is Kevin Jenkins talking. And he said, I made the model of the throne, the Oculus, and the dais. And Mark Harris, a brilliant art director who was an assistant on The Empire Strikes Back, translated them exactly. It's like when you look at Ralph and Joe's work on the other films, it was translated so literally at times. Um, actually, that wasn't really about the Oculus, but that is interesting. Oh, he's got my glasses. Thank you, good son. Yeah. Now I can possibly read. Yay! I can read. That art is amazing, man. This You need to read these books. These books are amazing. I do. <laughs> I don't read. <laughs> I know you don't read. There are picture books, though. You don't read for fun, anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna move my mic just a little bit. Hopefully, there we go. Okay. Um. So anyway, yeah, this Oculus is just kind of a. It's much darker in this art. Well, like the lighting is the so low. The concept art. Some of the sometimes concept art is just concept art. It's not gonna make it into the movie, and they don't have any intentions of it being in the movie, and they're just kind of like whatever. That looks like it's pretty. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, Spot I'm, not on. I'm not talking about the Oculus per se, but anyway, oh um, so yeah, as soon as I saw that, I thought that that was weird. And then the the purple guys who operate the <laughs> Oculus, yeah. I was also obsessed. Like, what are they doing? These homies. What bro. is happening with those guys? They the are palps creep. purple. They are palps purple. 
And they are creepy AF. We should have known. With their glowy eyes. We should have known. Should have known. It's so obvious. <laughs> but honestly, they didn't even know at that point. When he was I filming guess. this, it well, just all it just felt all right. fell into place perfectly. Yeah, it just felt right, you know, maybe. But anyway, um those purple guys anyway, um what are they called? Uh they are called the attendants. Oh generically called the attendants. That's sick. And uh, the Art of Book says Snoke's aids were an Ivan Manzella design from The Force Awakens. Quite close to being used. They were also quite cl- quite close to being used in Rogue One. But no one seemed to find the place for them. And then suddenly, bang, it was Michael Kaplan that really drove the costume and their final look more than anything. Even the color of their faces. They were tailored toward that sort of servile, quiet, almost religious type feel. And that is exactly what it is. <laughs> I love them. I made like a, I made a meme myself. <laughs> the guy is slowly turning. Of the, no, it's just a picture oh. of the purple guy. It was for somebody's <laughs> birthday and I put like a party hat on him. And like, he's holding a bottle of champagne or something. Yo. And it was cute. But anyways. Look at that one. Look at that throne room design. It's like green. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yep. That's throne room organic version 01. And that looks oh. nothing like what we got. Nope. Um, but that's why the concept art is so cool because you can see they title them the iterations. <gasps> Dude, that's dope. Okay, they really did their work for this. Um. Okay, I think we have covered mostly really development and production. oh yeah. All right, now it's time for the fun stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, that thanks. was fun. No, I actually like talking about this throne room. This throne room is the most interesting one to me. It definitely is to me too, but. So for in-universe lore, um, again, these attendants, weird. Uh, So after this movie came out, I think this is in one of the Thrawn novels where they actually had these attendants either in the novel or they are mentioned, but um, they're alien navigators from an ancient insectoid species that was used by various factions in the unknown regions shout out yep. where they originated they were active in the imperial gris conflict during the age of the empire as well as the fir- as the time of the war between the first order and the resistance serving under first order supreme leader snoke but they had a unique method of communication where they used inaudible pulses of energy and wavelengths that are not perceptible to human eyes Whoa. and supposedly so sound well oh <gasps> I guess. So they're like, they're like. DJs? (laughs) Basically. No, they're like dolphins. Oh. But inaudible pulses of energy and wavelengths not not perceptible to human eyes. So I guess it's light. But the point is. Maybe it's just energy. The point is they were kind of given this role in this book to make everybody think like okay well they then they are the ones that can calculate how to get to and from the unknown regions that's kind of their job and then the oculus is man you know they run the oculus they take care of the oculus Hmm. um Hmm. but 
hey, where do we see an Oculus again later? On Exegol. So you're saying they showed him the Unknown Regions? I'm saying that as as soon... I always thought that Oculus was suspicious. Yeah, you did. And then as soon as they announced Palps was going to be in Tross, I was like, like, oh my god, (laughs) the Oculus is totally a one-way mirror for... This is editorial part, by the way. No one said this but me. um, That... Is editorial the right word, by the way? Yeah. Why Why isn't it the right word? <laughs> I don't know. It's opinion. It's my opinion. Uh, can you say opinion? No. <laughs> okay. Editorial. Okay, man. I, like I don't think editorial. that's right, but okay. It is totally right. Okay. Um. Anyway, it was. It, it all clicked into place then. Cause I, and then you see one in the movie. That's true. I think I threw up my popcorn. When I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's an Oculus. <laughs> I didn't even care about the pickled Snokes. Mm. I was just like, Oculus. Yeah. Oculus. That's true. You didn't. I was very excited about that. Okay. Is that the lore? Is that all? Oh. Well, I mean. Editorial time? Kind of editorial time, yeah. Okay, cool. Because most of it is editorial, to be honest. I'm fine with it. Um, Did I mention that the throne room is on the supremacy? I don't even think I talked. To, oops. I forgot uh, to say like, <laughs> where it actually not. is. I guess not. But This throne, lame, throne room is located throne on lame? the. Throne lame? <laughs> Throne room is located on the Supremacy, which is a giant-ass ship. We recorded this episode too late. Your vocabulary is I'm trash. real tired, you guys. <laughs> real tired. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's where it's located. Okay. Thanks, Mom. So, we're watching... Oh, we were supposed to... We didn't watch them before we came down to get hyped. Darn it. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped. I know the scene okay, backwards I know, and forwards but and sideways. We haven't seen... You haven't seen Rise of Skywalker in ages. But I know it. Okay. I know the throne room. That's like the only part I know. Yeah, because it's like... The only good part. The best part of the movie <laughs> yeah. is that set, basically. Yeah, um, true. Okay, so anyway... The moment of entering the room. We were... What what made you go? Oh yeah, I had a picture of the throne of Snoke's throne room on the screen, paused, and like, all of a sudden Colin was like, "Yo, <laughs> yo!" Like he started freaking out. He's like, "2001: Space Odyssey." It's 2001: Space Odyssey, and I'm like, "Okay, that's my favorite movie of all time, but you're gonna have to be more specific." Fake fan, <laughs> what what? <laughs> Literally, it is my favorite movie of all time. So he's like, you know that one scene where the pod is is coming down. They're on the moon and the pod is coming (laughs) down into the bay station, the docking station. And it's all red. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) He's like, find a picture of that. Pull that up. So we're looking through Google. We find I'm a frantically searching. I'm like, I know it's there. We the there. second my eyes see this picture from 2001 (gasps) the shape of it i will put i will put the collage on in the show notes you guys will be like there's no way that's not a thing homies colin rep some colin knowledge here this is colin knowledge and i tried to tweet at ryan johnson and ask him confirm (laughs) confirm confirm (laughs) we we that this is a thing that you had in mind but he did not answer me i think you should just post it again he does not love me you don't double post i'm assuming well, I can delete that and tweet it again. I think you should, because I should need I to know. Should I just keep trying? I think I need to know this one. I think I need to know this one, because I need some 2001 inspiration in my Star Wars. That when would be so cool. When you guys see this collage of the two Guys. sets, 
guys. It it almost looks like the line continues you said that, from yeah. one set to the other. It's you could, almost perfect. You could splice you could use some opa- put some opacity on that and put the Snoke throne room on the image on, like just pull up the Snoke throne room that yeah. shot and then splice the image uh, like do like a Kubrick shining transition where like the hotel is like part of the forestry you know what I mean like make it look the same mm-hmm. dimensionally put some opacity on it and fade it and it would look like it is the same picture like all the spots would look the same it's, I'm it's, doing a bad job of explaining this but yes. do you know what I mean you, y'all you just look at the collage yeah. and you'll know exactly what we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll be like I'm oh not crazy. hell I'm not yeah. crazy I, the moment dude the yeah, moment it was weird um but the one thing that has, the minute I saw that opening shot with Kylo walking off the elevator and you get that big wide shot of the whole the room. Yeah. That's the one. I was like, well, that's a Vader face. Yeah. The throne is, you know, the his grill on his <laughs> mouth. His grill. And there's two... <laughs> weird kind of chandeliers that hang down from the ceiling tights or yeah they 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 do have like metal technological stalactites and stalagmites yeah which is oh another throwback to that ralph mccrory design by the way i suppose yeah oh my god that's true that just clicked into place um yeah because that that there's definitely some Macquarie Design Throne Room is all rock formations, stalactites, stalagmites, Mm -hmm. and then this throne room has that too, but they're metal. Anyway, there's two things hanging down from the ceiling that look like are in the right place symmetrically for the eyes. Yeah. And the way that the metal work of the room is curved and curves upward and inward Mm -hmm. very much looks like Vader's face. Okay, yeah. Which reminds me of the Mortis throne room. Right, right. In Clone Wars, which which even more looks like Vader's face. Yes, even more so. so. Totally. And we And we know that Ryan Johnson has said that he watched the Mortis trilogy. What a chief, dude. So. What a chief. I'm calling that one also. Like, gotta yeah. be. Can't be. Can't be by accident. Nah. Has nah. to be. Well, it could be, but who knows? I don't think so, man. It's just that shot, though. That when they're first walking in, it's majorly hmm. Vader's face. I guess I've never gotten that impression from seeing. It's that the scene. shape of his helmet. Mortis, it, I get that impression, but it's very obvious in Mortis. Yeah, this is more subtle, but yeah. the, okay. Again, the curvature of the room itself, like it For curves sure. up and inward, and then so it's kind of like that bell shape. Yeah, Impression. I know. Yeah, I know you're explaining. I know what it looks like. I I just think it. Things are too wide apart for me to be able to see it. I guess is kind of my. Yeah, and that's problem. true. And maybe they just didn't want my to gestalt, scream. My gestalt therapy or my gestalt psychology. Maybe they didn't want well. it to be extremely obvious. They just wanted it to be a little subtle. Also, that was the correct reference to gestalt, wasn't it? Um, because that's the idea. Of like, sure. I don't remember. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> I mean, I do. I know what it is, but it's no use bringing it up now. Anyway, um, we already mentioned that's very symmetrical, much like the Death Star Two Throne Room. Yo, yo, yo! But he, much Symmetry. bigger, like much, 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 much bigger. More cavernous, yeah. Huge, big cavern. Um, 
Oh, and I also wanted to mention how much I love. Here we go. The floor lighting. <laughs> Say the on word. On the day. I haven't said dais yet. That's true. It's my actually... first dais. That's true, man. On the dais. Like, the floor lighting is so weird. It is pretty weird. So that when Ray is standing there. You don't notice it, though. Unless you pay attention. I noticed kind of it right away because the lighting is bizarre. It on is. her face, it it very. makes this very it's creepy effect. It's got like an effect. underlighting, like it's underlighting. She almost looks like her face. The shadows on her face make her look sunken, like yeah, not just kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, and I also want to mention that the actual lights are super cool. If you've never noticed them, there's triangles. Yep. Which are pointing at him at the, yep. at the actual throne, and then there's like other just kind of random scattered, you know, shapes pieces. Yeah, and I really like that they they kind of use that in the whole marketing of the movie that shattered effect of a graphic. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I bought a lot of pop figures and oh, stuff. Okay. So that design is all over everything. It's like a shattered glass kind of a thing. Okay. I've got t-shirts with that on it, so I think kind of Oh, like, is it like that? Is it like that shirt that we have that's like it's got like the resistance, but it's like falling apart. Yes. Ah. Or it says, it might say The Last Jedi or Star Wars. I forget. Okay. But I kind of, it kind of I see what you're saying. I don't know if that was on. It's hard to explain not, on the podcast, I think. But anyway, if you've never noticed the floor of the dais of his throne, notice it. It's just time. the base part. It's cool. Right? That's what you're talking about. The one, the part. People know what it is because it's like it. You see it clearly in some shots from the side and like yeah, room rays being pulled up to him. See, I don't know. I never know how weird I am or normal I am to notice these things like in super duper detail. And... I noticed that. Okay. And I never you have some clear shots of that. Oh, very yeah. It's a design choice, yeah, definitely. The but fact I that like, it's light up, right? It's lit up, like you're gonna see that. I also like the, the just the fact that there's triangles, because mm-hmm. that's a very Sithy, of course, dark side thing, and that they're pointing at him, which means like I'm the man. He's got the power. It's he's like, the man. Literally lit up arrowheads pointing <laughs> at himself. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't I know, mean, this movie really made me love Snoke. I mean, I hate Snoke, but uh, he's terrible. But just as a character the flamboyance of him oh for sure and just man. this ridiculous throne room that he built and his gold outfit the palpsiness of him he's not palpsy though that's the thing he's kind of the opposite of palps like palps and careful he's look a, like uh, uh, and his throne rooms were like his throne room is like <laughs> i'm evil <laughs> and it's black in here yeah yeah okay okay because i'm evil he's he's taking advantage of his regality for sure. Yeah, this guy is just like, give me some red and gold yeah. and a shiny black floor. Yeah, okay. And then especially when you go look at the art of him in The Rise of Kylo Ren, he is wearing the weirdest. Uh, yeah, he's like wearing like a weird like golf. Oh my God, his outfits are so like Scottish. Strange. So weird. Anyway, Scottish looking. I'm just really into his fashion choices. He has great, great fashion choices. <laughs> They're so good. Okay, and I would not be... Michelle, if I didn't point out <laughs> that in my opinion, as is like literally practically every set in this entire movie <laughs> true <laughs> has some sort of human sexuality reference going on. Yes, sir. And this is a womb if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I mean, listen, 
if two thousand if that shot in two thousand one is a womb, which it is. Oh, it's completely a womb. Then this is a womb. Because the There you go. In two thousand one it's literally an around red. It is that shape. Womb shaped. <laughs> and it is a ball. Yeah. Coming into the middle of it. Yes. Slowly and to it's the red. music of the Danube River. Or whatever dance of the Danube. I forget what it's called. Danube Waltz. Yes, yes. That is clearly a womb i mean even the color like it's not it's not red it's like fleshy color oh it's a pink fleshy it's a womb my friend it is and and this is inspired from it case closed womb not to mention again like there are so many references to um just human sexuality and this like visual references the tree the tree the the, the 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 sirens the, the what? The Thala sirens, the animal that he milks to get the milk back on the oh, island. Oh, I didn't know. That. Okay, sorry. The inside of the tree is a womb. Like the the Sith cave is a womb. Like it's all over the place. And what is happening in this movie? Ray and Ben are realizing their connection. The hole in the wall on crate. Um. <laughs> well, it's more of a teardrop shape, but it's not okay, here, no, no. dude. Okay, anyway, dude. Anyway, oh God, dude. What happens inside? <laughs> anyway, this, anyway, this. What happens inside this room? The red lining burns away, and is gone. Ah. At a certain point in the movie. Ah. I'm That's not a saying he did this on <laughs> That's purpose. A stretch, I'm bro. not saying he did it on purpose. Right? Does Ryan Johnson seem like a Freudian dude to you? Not to me. This is not Freudian. This is just subtext. It's sex. What? What? It definitely is. I mean, okay, it's not sexual, sexual though. It's just I having guess. to do with the reproductive system. It's not sexual, sexual. I guess it isn't. You're right. You're right. Well, it's not. It's not psychosexual. It's more just sexual metaphor. But I guess you're fine. I just can't believe that all of the sexual sexuality subtext in this movie is an accident. I refuse to believe it. Yeah, nah. He doesn't need to tell me. He doesn't need to confirm nor deny. I know. Oh, geez. Now you're sounding insane. That that's a woman. <laughs> now you're sounding crazy. We need to move on. Okay. Um. Well, I think that's it. Editorial, unless you oh. have anything else to say. Other than the fact that this scene made me almost have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and literally almost made me have a heart attack. Like, my heart was... Yeah, dude. The saber was broken in this room. The saber was broken in this room. Big deal. They He proposed to her in this room. Like, uh-huh. so much happens in this room. Yeah. He, Kylo Ren gets rocked. He kills his master. He gets electrocuted. He kills his master. <laughs> yeah. In this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars. I'm just... I, I don't think that's even... I don't even think that's arguable, actually. Okay. Even people that hate this movie, you have to admit that the throne room is. I hear killer. people who say them they don't like this movie that they like this scene. That's true. I have I've I, heard a lot of people say every that. time it's this it's only this scene that people like, it seems. So I guess if you're gonna pick one, this is a good one. Yeah. This is a crowd pleaser. Any other editorial to speak of? Regarding the throne room? Yes. Um 
Other than oh, well, we, we love didn't it. talk about the we didn't talk about how it's like kind of cool how there's a spine looking f- structure on the. On oh the yeah, that was another part of the set design. You're right. Yeah. There is a weird spine that runs down the middle of the ceiling. Yep. And like, like a circle at the end of it. And so like those sides that are kind of curved are almost like ribs. Yeah. Coming off of a spine. Mm. Which now in retrospect makes more sense. Makes sense, you know, symbolically because it's you know, if you wanna think about it like it's palps's gross system. <laughs> gross, you know, decaying body mm. Mm. Yeah. off in space. I suppose. I thought you were gonna get into supporting the supporting this. Like, in the area where the room is in comparison to the spine, mm-hmm. where in the spine it's located, it's kind of like where the heart is. Yeah. It's up the upper chest, you know? Yep. So that was a real cool choice, too, actually, design-wise, that I yeah. forgot to bring up was that yeah. spine. That was all I wanted to bring up. There. Other than that, I don't think there's much else. Okay. So let's get to it's our time. three it's metrics. Time. It's time. Our three questions are, is there a chair? Is it blown up? And then we have to rate it one to ten. Okay. Is there a chair? Obviously, yes. Indeed. And a quite a nice one. It's an extravagant chair. Very nice chair. Mm. Does it get blown up? Uh, yes. Sort of, kind of? Yes. Because, uh, like... It's blown up. If we're considering... It's still intact. He wakes if up If we are it. considering Palps' throne room being blown up, Oh, actually, I don't think we did. Didn't we say it's not blown up? No, we said it got blown up, but with an asterisk next next to it. Well, same with this one then. Okay. Blown up. I mean, you have to you have to assume that at some the point room, the throne room was rocked. <laughs> it was not destroyed. Rocked. It was rocked. But you have to assume at some point the two halves of the supremacy are going to crash. I guess. <laughs> and they're just not gonna stay. I there. guess. They're going to eventually just, you know, wither, drift off. All the just, survivors are going to leave. Can we just talk about how we never get a scene in episode nine where Kylo Ren's sitting on a throne? Did you read my notes? No. Did you sneak and read I my notes? I swear to God I did not read a single word out of these okay, notes. Okay, well, just put a pin in it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You didn't need to say that. Okay, Colin, write that throne room. Don't you write first? Nope, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. You just like saying Colin Raid that throne. Yes, room. I do. It's my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Pull out the ratings of the other ones so I can compare, so I can make this an accurate. Oh, God. I don't know where that is. Oh, you don't? No. Oh. Is this it? No. That's like two episodes ago. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, wait. Perhaps. Ah. Here it is. Okay. What did I give Palps' throne room? <laughs> that was the one you kept 9.5. changing. <laughs> you could put a 9.5. Uh, I think it was 9.5, yeah. Unless you changed it again. Uh, yeah, I think it's 9.5. This is a tricky one. You know what? I'm thinking. I don't want to give it less than a 9.5. Then don't. But... I don't think it's worthy of being tied with Palps' room. That's the thing, because they're not the same. Like, you can't tie them. They're so different in so many ways. Ooh. What? 
What? Boo to that sentiment. Well, I don't know. Why is that bad? They're different throne rooms, man. I'm just saying. Not in a lot of ways, but they're still different. Okay. And... Nah, this is hard. Why are you putting me on the spot, dude? Okay, fine. I'll do mine. Okay. Uh, ten. Whoa. Okay. It's a ten, and it is a ten, and so is. You know my feelings about ten. And so is Return of the Jedi a ten. They're both ten. Oh, dude, you suck, man. You're not even fun. <laughs> okay. Anyway, maybe you know what? Nine. This is a solid nine point eight. So it is higher than Palace. Yeah. I think so. 9.8. But can I change my palace one? No. 7. No. 5. Please. No. Please. No. I'm not letting you change it again. You already changed it from a 9.75 to a 9.5. But I want to take it back. Okay, fine. You know what? Change this to 9.75 and we're good. We're even. <sighs> Listen to me erasing. 9.75. <laughs> okay. Okay, and I gave it a 10. Not giving it a 10 because... Yeah, The because music why? is weak. Compared to the music in, in episode six. You think six. the music is weak? Compared to the music in episode six and the impact it has had on my life, yes. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> Come on. Oh, now. I did forget to mention in the editorial um, how, mu- how many edits I watched after this movie came out mm-hmm. with people putting this fight scene with all kinds of different music oh yeah geez the edits this oh, was my day dude this was my pastime for that months was, that was definitely your pastime i remember that, that every time there'd be a new good one i'd be like kind of look at this one kind of look at this <laughs> one i drove everybody crazy but to me that good. the swan lake one was good oh that was like maybe my favorite one the swan mm-hmm. lake one but um tchaikovsky that to me is just editing it, it, it's it's the editing for that scene. Hmm. Bob to say, Bob to say. Yes, yeah, shout Disque? out. Disque? Disque. Not sure, but he's <laughs> a lord. He's a lord. Editing. A lord. He's so good at it. What a lead. He's dude. so 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 good. Yeah. And probably one of the reasons why Tross looked so bad mm. because he's just excellent. Yeah, that put that put that film on a pedestal for sure. Yeah. That's a whole scene. Everything lot- about it, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Oops, music, dude. Said... All right, nine point seven five. Music could have been better. I'm opinion. shocked that you said that. I don't know. I like the music. It's okay. I mean, you're right. It's not as it's not as iconic as. Yeah, but it's not. It's not that it's iconic. It's that the music in Episode Six, Throne Room, is perfect it's iconic cinematically perfect, speaking yeah. it serves the like okay yes there's a lot of mickey mousing happening in in the throne room fight i don't know if people know what that means people probably don't know what that yeah means. they know what that means really you think so yep okay there's a lot of mickey mousing which you could say is cinematic i guess but that is like you're not cartoon hu- disney you're vibe. not a huge fan of mickey mousing i'm not when it's done too much and it is done too much in okay i you know what that's fair they, yeah. He does fall back on that a lot. If he had actually used the music that is played during Phasma and Finn's fight, mm. that would have been a good touch. That is really good music in that scene. Yeah. I like but, that. But I understand why he didn't do that because that music is heavy and slow. Because they're, they're you know, they're not like flipping lightsabers back and forth and using the force and stuff and chopping down trees. They're like, <laughs> they're kind of wailing at each other with huge weapons, right? Like. Yeah. It's heavy movement, and they're not moving a lot, which is why it makes sense for that music to be heavy. For this fight scene, 
in the throne room, it's fast editing, very fast movements, throwing things, the things burning down, like a lot of stuff's There's happening. So much action going on. scene. Yeah. It's an action scene. So I understand why he didn't do that, but um I do think it's just it's not a it's both not enough and too much, which I know is such a tricky opinion, but it's you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Especially the Mickey Mousing thing. I, I can almost actually agree with that. Yeah, okay. Okay, so before we get to... And the editing mistake, sorry. Well... you got to count that somewhere. Nope, I, I'm not. I'm I, not I took away it. 0. .05 I'm, <laughs> for that. I refuse. Okay. I It makes no difference to me whatsoever. Uh, well, because now that again, I notice it, I notice it every time. Because again... Those people were probably dying. Dude, I know, dude. I know, dude. But I'm. it's my opinion. And they were not going to go back. You know, maybe. Who knows when they noticed that this was a problem. It was probably like, we can't make them do it again. Like, it's probably going to kill them if we try to make them do it again. Right. They're physically right. exhausted. Well, they could not make them do it again by the end of production. Are you kidding me? I'm guessing that that was probably why he was just like, we'll fix it in post. We'll just fix it. Starbucks post. coffee moment. Yeah. In Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so bad, dude. That was funny. So um, bad. Okay, so on we are moving on one. to the Rise of Skywalker. And from the looks of it, I see editorial already at the bottom of that page. Well, you know what? It all, fit, it all fits on one page because they give you, they there is no information on production. But before we go actually onto the film, what you just brought up a minute ago. Oh, yeah. That the fact that. We were robbed of seeing oh, no. Supreme Leader Kylo Ren sitting on a throne. That's messed up. Man homie. spreading, With looking a, like a badass. The lightsaber, like the classic knight on the throne look. Robbed. We is it that one? All I'm saying is. Is it that one? What do you mean is it the that one? The one with like, it's a famous look. Like the one, legs open. It's yeah. a knight sitting on the chair and they're like leaning on their sword that's on the ground. Oh. It's pointed downwards. Yeah, but that would like burn through the floor. <laughs> i guess well what if you had like a staff though like a scepter okay well in a minute i'm gonna show you these pictures and okay. you're gonna be like dope i'm gonna cry okay i don't want to cry though so if you have the art of why are your impersonations always that you speak from the back of your throat and you make your mouth form an o shape for you dope when i talk about you dope dude dope dope okay dog dude anyway <laughs> in the art of tross book bully there are a couple of pages of concept art of Kylo's throne room. Okay. Concept art. Obviously didn't make it into the movie. Yeah. So it says, following the very first art department meeting on October 5th, 2017, the Pinewood Studios-based concept artist riffed on the idea of Kylo Ren's new role as Supreme Leader of the First Order. What his throne room might look like and what his interaction with Ray might be there. These pieces were completed prior to any sort of department overview of the preliminary Tross story, as Abrams and Terrio had only started writing three three weeks prior. So this was just complete... For fun. <laughs> do whatever you want, and just go nuts. Sick. So That's gotta be exciting, though. These are all available online, too, if you don't have the book. Ooh. But this one is my favorite. The top one? Yes, this one. So if you want to Google and look these up, there Levitating. is... There is... It is yeah. No days. There is a like piece of concept art with Kylo on this ra like circle, circular 
throne that is levitating off the ground. Ooh. Ray is standing next to him with, um, I'm going to assume that's a double lightsaber. Looks like a staff. You think it's her staff? Yeah. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a staff, dude. Okay, well. But she anyway. doesn't get a chair? Come on. Well, a, a lot of people, a lot of people were like, that is, "There is no way he would do that. He that would is, literally give her his chair, and he would be the one standing." I'm like, legit, but, oh, like that would happen. Oh, to be fair, though, he is doing that pose just without the sword. Yes, he is. Oh, see, I make this stuff, man. I make this story, dog. Why don't they sign me up? But I think it's very interesting that his throne is circular, and so is the dais also circular yeah that's a very star wars looking thing and it is very star wars and i would not be surprised if this type of thing showed up at some some... point gets used somewhere how has there not been a levitating throne yet yeah that's so weird and then the The bottom one's cool the one below it i feel like what an uncomfortable chair that looks like he's like practically laying down (laughs) oh yeah it's way too big. It's way too. It's, it's like, way too deep. It's like when you yeah. sit down, dude. I have really short legs, so when I pick out a sofa, I have to make sure that my feet touch the ground. It can't yeah. be too deep of a chair. Like obviously, Adam is enormous. You know what he's trying to do here? He's trying to find a throne that matches his bed, like his kid bed, <laughs> his little kid bed, his, his kid room. bed in his in his room. Uh, so anyway. that reminds me of. That's cool though. If you haven't seen those images, do Google Google them because the. Um, you want to say other titles of the images? Um, I think these are see. dope. You were right. These are dope. <laughs> I said it. Um, throne room version ten is the one with a circular design, and it's teal. But then yeah. there's a strip of red, like his actual chair back is red. It's it looks, just it's it looks like poison. Super cool but that's rad everybody is correct there's no way he'd be sitting there and her be standing he would be yeah, that's like, ridiculous please my darling take my seat well i think they should have like a double seat yeah that would work too i guess why does every throne have to only have one chair <laughs> that's true it could be like a snuggle seat like at the movie theater yeah <laughs> with the armrest you could have a retractable <laughs> armrest if they feel like all cuddling. right all right all right <laughs> tos <laughs> terms of service man Anyways, okay, so that's just a little bit of yeah, I liked that new stuff that Colin probably didn't know existed. I did not know that existed. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about the Death Star two, which is now in this movie destroyed. Rip. But honestly, there was more production information about that throne room than mm. there was about Palps's on Exegol. Wow, that's so weird. It's so weird, and I have a conspiracy theory about that. Okay. So Kevin Jenkins, who is the production designer, uh, said, We understood that there's a very important conversation between Ray and Kylo that takes place here, and we managed to convince JJ that we need the throne room, meaning this conversation needs to happen in the wreckage of um, the Death Star 2's throne room. So Kevin Jenkins was correct. Mm-hmm. That that is a very good idea. <laughs> True. Um, so Laura Miller, who's assistant art director, um, said in oh by the way, I finally watched the um, Rise of Skywalker documentary. Oh whoa! <laughs> Never thought you'd do that. Is it rough? 
It was really rough. I skipped. I actually can't even say I watched the whole thing. I skipped large chunks because I've (laughs) seen the I've seen the quotes and the outtakes. I'm like, I can't listen to much of that. So I tried. I I did watch anything pertaining to uh, this throne room and the other one, which was absolutely uh, like hardly anything. Well, you know what? You did more than probably a lot of your friends would have. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So respect. It took me eight months. (laughs) Well, I guess, no, that came out in like March. Okay. But still, I really had no desire to watch it, but I did learn some fun facts. Um, So Laura Miller, the assistant art director, said um, that Ray and Ben meet in the throne room with throne room which involves both their grandfathers and shared history and laura miller found the original blue blue god i can't talk the original blueprint of the set build for the return of the jedi throne room and then used that to create a 3d computer whoa simulation of it that's dope that's actually kind of dope yeah so and then they decided how they were going to mess it up (laughs) basically that's so sick so they decided that it would be cool if the throne dais was had collapsed down to that lower level yeah and that's where luke and vader had fought that Mm. you know where he hides Mm. from vader Mm. and it's that cool tracking shot that you like oh Um, yes the dolly shot when they're having their duel Oh, and the music's like, and there's choirs singing. Yeah. So that's the best scene in Star Wars, homie. That's what they built for that. And then they used, you know, they wanted to have that big window that looked, you know, pretty destroyed. But they mentioned that it was hard to make to make it look really destroyed and not like fake destroyed. Yeah. I've heard that a lot from. Yeah. From, um, you know, set designers and art directors and stuff. Right. Um, and so there, okay, so if you're like, like me, and you were immediately trying to figure out, okay, where is this vault with the wayfinder in it? It's on that lower level. It's not like on the upper level where the actual throne is. It's down. Yeah, which makes more sense because when you try to imagine like him walking up, like how the heck would a door exist left of his throne in that position? Yeah. Oh, that's good that they clarify that. Yeah. That helped me visual like they, like it would be it, down there. It would be down there. Yeah, it would you know? be totally hidden in the under in the underbelly of the yes. throne room. Yes, also only throne room I believe that has two layers to it, like an upper deck and a lower deck. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's no other throne room like that. Man, uh, can't think of one off the top of my head. Unless I'm forgetting some obscure one. I don't think so. Pretty sure that's it, which is cool and is perfect. If I might add. Yeah. 9.75. steps. If you let me change it. The steps. He just Mm -hmm. insists on having steps. Because he's got to be elevated above everyone. That room. Every time I think about it, I want to add one more, like, decimal. (laughs) Because it's just so good, man. Um, And then, you know, I, I have to mention the musical quote from Return of the Jedi. As she's walk, as Ray is walking into the destroyed throne room, there's that musical quote from *Return of the Jedi* from when um, the scene where Vader dies, that I love. Mm. Dare I say I love something about this movie? Of course. But I've seen a, I've seen a lot of people say that that's cheesy. I'm like, not to me. It was. But what cheesy. is cheesy? 
the musical quote. Yeah. Well, here's what's cheesy about it. There's part of it that's cheesy, part of it that's not cheesy. I'm going to be very specific. Yeah, you better, because I don't feel that it's cheesy at all. The quote from episode six, Mm -hmm. where it's like creepy, like lullaby music. Yeah. You know? It's the sad Vader's dying music. Anakin. Soul string section, just, yeah. Well, I think it's like a clarinet that's like, like it like goes up kind of creepily, and then you get this weird glissy string stuff, and then you get the theme in the harp. You the ding, yeah, ding, yeah, yeah. I know ding. the yeah. exact. I'm just, I'm, I'm making sure we're on the same page. So that only happens once, and then it, it, uh, it the string thing, there's something kind of like that, and then it goes ding, 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 ding. It goes right into the harp thing. Okay, in the Rise of Skywalker, you said you were following me. You're clearly not in the Rise of Skywalker. It repeats twice. I'm talking about when she is first walking into the throne room, and it is yeah. that chord progression. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay, that chord progression. Yes. Then you know what I'm talking. Okay, yes, that chord progression happens once in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It only ha- it happens twice. When Vader dies. It happens twice in the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I don't remember the other time. Well. That's because you don't pay attention, like I do. <laughs> Shut to that up. Kind I of do thing. too pay attention. Okay, that, no, but not to that kind of thing. We can both agree I pay more attention. Well, to you do you, okay? definitely hear things but that I don't. But it repeats, and it took me out of it when it did. If they had just copied and pasted, it that repeats? is, it repeats. It's weird. It feels so wrong. Well, <laughs> it feels so wrong. But then they let it finish. Are you sure? Because yes. you haven't watched this Dude, movie in months. Mom, mom. <laughs> it's literally one of my favorite cues of all time. Okay. I'll believe you. But trust me, the first time I saw that movie, I didn't care that it was twice. You know, it's just that sound. I love that chord progression. That sound. It's not even the chord progression. It's like it's the high chord strings with the, it's the high strings with the harp theme, and then it goes like last breath finishes out the the was that the motif? Yeah. Like that is iconic, bro. When Darth Vader dies. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is I loved so it. good. It was the actually. The only I mu- cried. I cried there. It was the only musical quote of the whole movie that I felt something. Yeah. The rest yeah. of them were not good. Because that's kind of like that's kind of opinion. a deep cut music wise. I don't think a lot of people talk about that. I think that that's like at the end of a soundtrack that is it's like okay, obviously Darth Vader I mean, dying a lot is of important. People, it's very noticeable in the movie. Like, oh yeah, of course I know exactly where this showed, is from. But if you showed, if I went up to one of my homies and I was like, "Listen to this," and I played the last ten seconds, that last ten seconds of that score, yeah, I don't think they would be able to tell me what is happening in that part. Any Star Wars fan would, like, on yes. Oh no, bro. Yeah, pull I time. think it's that iconic. Pull time. <laughs> How am I supposed pull. to pull a? I'm clipping. Sorry. Music. I, well. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's true. How we I, we can just go agree around to and show disagree. People. I think okay. it's super identifiable. Uh, okay, I don't think I don't think it's not identifiable at all. I think it's less identifiable than when you hear bum 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 bum. Well, bum, obviously, bum. Like, n- yeah. Like you know, that's all I'm saying. But okay. Still, they repeated it twice. It kind of took me out of it a little bit, but I was still emotionally hit. Pretty hard. Okay. So, oh, we Amazing forgot to choice. rate. We forgot to rate Kylo's fake throne room. <laughs> Are we rating that? <laughs> Why not? Does, does it have a chair? Yes. It does. It's a round Never one. got blown up. And it's floaty. Never got blown up. 
it did not get blown up because it never actually <laughs> never happened. existed. <laughs> and just but rate that throne room. I already yeah, I can finish. rate that one a solid seven. Wow, concept art. Colin gives it a seven. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna give it a seven. Also. Yo, because it's a pretty cool design. It is, but I it's would not. Love to see it's it. It's not like super cool. Well, no, it's no. No, it's no Snoke's throne room. Right. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. It is cool. And it's his only it's his only throne room that he ever got. I guess he in treated his world. ship kind of as his throne. If you want to think of it that way. I wonder but... if he has a throne now that I'm now I'm like, would he? Would all right, he all right. off topic. Throne? We're talking about this. He had a really weird red a white bedroom, so <laughs> true. What's up or with that? Qu- quote unquote quarters. You know what quarters. his white bedroom reminds me of? Uh I figured it out. Well, yes. <laughs> but Kingdom Hearts. I would never. I wouldn't know. I haven't played that. Mm, dude, the art of Kingdom Hearts is something to behold. Okay, let's just. It's got that white black chess, like very regal, but also very ghastly hmm. crystal. I mean, palace I watched you guys play of... that game all the time. I don't remember a white oh, dude. Yeah. Thing. But anyway. Um. Okay. Where were you? We don't. I don't think we need to do the Death Star two two point We're not ranking that. Okay. Rank okay, including rate, the scene with the door and like all that. Okay, right, that turn the wayfinder. Probably a four. I'm okay, not give that a lot. Uh, they did a good job destroying it. So, um, I did find it very creepy, very haunted house, very. Yeah. Um, it looks good. It looked great. Yeah. The Fibonacci quality of it. Uh, was maintained. Yeah, you know, I give it a five. I give it a five. Yeah, sure. I think four is all right for me. Okay. Now to the throne room. Because I think the context of it is stupid. That's the thing. <laughs> Everything surrounding that scene is okay, stupid. Okay, but just the room itself, though. It's pretty good. For what they give, were... The give task... me a five. Put me five, bro. Oh, okay. The task they were given, they did a really good job with it. Fine, dude. So he he's changed it to a five. Okay. You can make me together. change my points, man. I'm not making you change anything. You don't have to change it. Uh, I'm just the saying. the main event, correct? Um, well... Now to the throne room that nobody ever wants to talk about, apparently, because there's it's no information. The Sith Citadel? Well, that whole thing that they have to go down into, it's like the temple-ish, temple kind of a area. I didn't ever think to call it that. It's called the Sith Citadel. Yeah. That's dope. And it's on Exegol, obviously, which is in the Unknown Region. Yo! This is our throne room. Yep. <laughs> so... I wrote basically no information at all. None in the art book. <laughs> none in the documentary. Okay. Well, you have some things here. Real silly. Let's just keep this well, one the, short. The obvious thing to talk about is that that throne. The lightning wall. Just the throne. Oh. Was no. basically. The king's own design. Almost exactly a a Ralph McQuarrie design. Almost. Almost that well, thing it's not exactly. It's not exactly exactly. Oh. If you look at them, if you okay. look at them side by side, but um, that was one of the options for the for Palps's throne room in Return of the Jedi, and um, this was interesting actually. Per Phil Shustak, who works um, at Lucasfilm in the art department, and he said that this original design of Ralph McQuarrie's that the spikes, you know, or the puddles or whatever mm-hmm. you want to talk, call them in the drawing are actually shadows 
behind the throne. Mm. They're not actually part of the throne. Ooh. Which I, Ooh. I, didn't, I didn't really catch from the drawing. Oh. No. And I have well, it's that. It's black and white. Oh, it's a you. very, it's a tiny little sketch. Is it a black and white, though, too? How are you going to tell? Yeah, it's just a pencil drawing. Okay, how would you tell? But apparently that's that's what he meant it to be. To Those spikes were like sh- shadows behind the actual chair. That's dope. But man. then they just took that concept and actually just built it that way, which hmm. um, let's reminisce about what happened when we saw that for the first time, which I in the trailer lost my mind in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. That was a weird thing. That was surreal. I was just like, like really? <laughs> is that what I think it is? <laughs> oh my God. I lost it. I was like, the, uh, the, uh, it's, bad. it's just amazing. It is pretty amazing. Good call. Yeah. But basically the, one of the, best if not the best design decision i think this it's entire the best movie. i think it is the best design decision. i think it might be yeah kylo's ship is pretty good even though i still don't understand mm. why we had to change the silencer yeah that's stupid i don't know about that chief because the but... silencer is my favorite of all i mean i like the knights of ren ship but that's just yeah me. that's a cool design too but that throne is just it's pretty spectacular kick-ass. and then um uh, again, they use that same, that drawing has the same chair back shape as Snoke's yep. and from the original, original Emperor's Throne in that, you know, underground lava mm-hmm. filled mortise building throne room and the mortise. Like we keep talking about this stupid chair back shape, but <laughs> I mean, it's there, man. It, it's all over the place. Clearly now. It's relevant. It's really all over the place now. And that is the extent of the development and production information that I have. That's it. All right. I'm. I'll take it. And trust me, I scoured. Nothing on the lightning and wall? And Doug. Huh? Nothing on the lightning wall? Nope. That's bogus. Nothing actually. on the sound the design? The Sith people? The stadium um, that's there? Well, the flooring? That's what? that's in-universe lore you're talking about. Okay, 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 okay. But I tried to find, certainly there'd be something on the sound design. Because the sound design was pretty dope. Oh, like when he shoots the electricity up? That and just how For they... For sure, bro. Every time there was like that screeching like bird sound was cool. Bing. <laughs> like, it just... Bing. Nothing. Nothing exists. And when we get to the editorial part, that's when I have my... Yeah. I can talk about my... Um, it's not just mine. It's like everybody's like conspiracy theory about why that would be. Oh, okay. Possibly. Okay. But... um. I didn't really write much in universe lore either. Other but than that it's old. <laughs> there's really just not a lot of information. Hey like man, this, people will understand, dude. People aren't going to come after the, you. Like, the Sith Citadel is ancient. It was built yeah. by these Sith loyalist people, you know, thousands of years ago. It's been there a long time. It's in the unknown regions. And, um, oh, actually, I do have a little production note. That I saw somewhere. I don't even remember where I saw it now. Where they have, you know, the big statues. Oh, yep. In that Kylo and Ray both walk past. That he jumps onto and then says, ow. <laughs> well, that was a chain, but. Oh. The big statues okay. of the uh-huh. actual, like, figures of people. For sure. They were like, how big are we going to make those? Like, originally they weren't as big as they were, but then they made them, like, exceedingly massive. Mm-hmm. But that's just like a little detail that I heard heard or read somewhere. I didn't. Even, I forgot to even write it down. Hmm. But at one point they weren't going to be as huge 
Yes, they were. Oh, wow. oh I like how huge they are. That's excellent. I mean, the design a... in that whole place is pretty magnificent. It's man. pretty cool concept. The platform and how it comes down. Yeah. And, like immediately electricity's everywhere and it's dark and the music is cool. He's got a skylight. Yep. Forgot to mention the skylight. Yeah. Only throne room with the skylight. True. I mean, it's the only <laughs> throne room that's a stadium. It's the only throne room that's a stadium. So. The only throne room with, like, fans in there. That is true. Yeah, I guess we have... This is more, like, editorial because I couldn't actually find information on it. But uh, that struck me as super weird. Was that the stadium? Yes. <laughs> Bold of him. Bold it's of him. It's just like... What? He's so full of himself, Who man. are these people? He's so full of himself, dude. Who are these people? Where have they been? <laughs> Down there with him. I chilling. mean, so strange. Doing Sith rituals, probably. And then just the fact that there is a throne of the Sith. What is that about? <laughs> Dude, if you're really going to start asking me questions about the Rise of Skywalker, what things mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm cashing out. I'm cashing. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I have no answers for you. Other than that. There's the, there was just a King Sith? Other than that. Hold on. That at some point we look at that Palpatine throne room design with it being that like that underworld underworld with the rocks and the lava. This is close to that. Yes, it is. The closest out of all of them. Visually the closest, yes. So that's kinda cool. Yeah, that is cool. The whole room kinda has a church vibe to it. Like you're in, like there's an altar place, like where the priest stands is where he stands. See, like to me, there's a pulpit, and to me it is a hundred thousand percent, um, a rocks show. Like yeah, a, a, oh, yeah you, you go that. see Tool. Oh, that's true, man. <laughs> it's a stage. It's not even concur. like a throne. It's a stage. It is a stage, totally. It's also kind of nightmare fuel. Oh, really? Yeah, that whole arm thing and how there's some oh, weird shots of that. That's true. We should talk about the arm thing. That is thing. some contemporary art, man. The arm thing. You know what? I can't remember now. I know it's in the novelization what that arm thing actually is. Yeah, you've told me before. And like how Kylo Ren knew what it was as soon as he saw it because he's such a nerd that he had studied like Sith, weird Sith stuff. And so he's like, oh, that's the arm of blah, 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 as soon as he saw it. Mm nerd <laughs> big nerd such a raven but you know honestly man i got i got nothing more to say other than like the best sound effect in all three of the sequel movies is introduced to us in that room that when he the ear rape type of thing where he, lightning comes out of his yeah, like the ultimate clipping sound like that like that the crackling bass boost. yeah bass boosted it's basically just bass boosting clipping bass boosted clipping <laughs> is it, it is kind of what it is funny Ambi- it's like they took literal ambient noise, like the, ah, you know, mm-hmm. and bass boosted it and clipped it. That's what it sounds like. I yeah. would I would be shocked if that wasn't what it was. I bet you money that's what it was, actually. Someone out there, come at me, son. Let us know. Matt Wood. Yeah, How yeah, I guess you would know. He's my best friend. Oh, yeah. He's your best friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> So anyway, in ver- in universe lore, it's just it's really really freaking old. You already old, said that, yeah. And it's the throne of the Sith, whatever that means. Um, and <laughs> there's a lot of loyalists that like a to lot of come to the rock show. Who just kind of disappear? 
Well, they get destroyed. The Do they? Place... We, don't, we can't really tell, though. Shh. I can't. Okay. Spoilers for later, for when we get to, is this throne, is this throne room Oh, <laughs> okay. Shh. Well, let's go. I don't think we have um, much else to okay. talk about here. Uh, so, it, editorially, um, again, I lost my mind when I saw that throne because I knew exactly what it was supposed to be referencing and loved that concept yeah um don't so much love that they kept calling it the throne of the sith because i don't know i don't think that makes any sense but, <laughs> um whatever it's badass to look at and i loved the, behind it is that like hallway it's a crack in the wall that's how you enter the room from behind the throne and then you have to walk around to the it's front a very it. fantastical throne room Yes. Out of all of them. Well, maybe, okay, to be actually, Boss Nass. That throne room is pretty fantastical, not going to lie. Yeah. But yeah. this one is, like, fantastical with the twist of horror. Yes, That's, it is very horror movie. Yeah, very, dude. Coming out of, like, a crack of the wall, like, that is, and it's, like, a flat wall. Yeah. And it's massive. That's also kind of an anime thing. Mm. Coming from, like, a very constricted place to, like, the most biggest room you've ever seen and millions and millions of people whose faces you can't see and just a giant boss that you have to fight oh, yeah. like that that's totally um like like a video game yeah like it totally oh yeah dude that well the yeah. whole movie's like a video game it but, is it is so that makes sense but like literally the palpatine scene is a fight a boss fight how he like upgrades his power further into the fight oh please <laughs> oh don't. Uh, what, dude? It's true, though. Uh, Isn't it? You're hurting me. It is true. I know it's true, but like I Like, his just... final his final attack is just a... <laughs> thing. I like that. I don't know why you have a problem with that. Because I don't want my movie to be a video game. I want it to be a well-written story. I like video anyway, games. Anyway. I like video I, games. That's great, but this isn't a video game. It's a movie. <laughs> okay. And it's, like, a mythological movie. I suppose. To boot. Let's just get to the rankings. Here. Okay. Well, no, we're not done yet. So, oh, um... Yeah. I love the one shot where the light is illuminating, like the light, there's like a, you know, how the lightning keeps striking mm -hmm. willy-nilly. Yeah, sure. And there's this one shot where it illuminates the room and you can see the shadow of the throne up against that back wall. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. And then I love when the lightning random lightning just like goes through that back wall yeah. and it's like it's almost like a radiant sun type of a design yeah. design in the wall the cracks it is the that set is pretty cool <laughs> well, it's pretty cool i'm very interested to hear your ranking i point. hate everything that happens in that room <laughs> hate it all okay Really hate it. Well, that's going to be a big thing in the ranking, I feel like. I feel like it is. Oh, no. But I just want to be clear that, that the choice of that throne and the design of the wall behind it. Clean. Clean. Not so super enthused about the stadium aspect. <laughs> I kind of like it. Super weird. And <laughs> I, I wasn't like even it. sure, like, what the hell is happening when I saw it? I didn't know what, didn't know who those people were. Didn't care. Like, what are they, what? Right. Um... Yeah, so it is going to affect my rating. But love the throne itself. Right. Okay, so here's my conspiracy theory. Yeah, what the heck? The fact that there is no production information on this, mm -hmm. to me, says that set and that part of the story 
were written and filmed really late, like really late, so mm-hmm. late that they didn't even have a chance to do concept art. Oh. And that they were just like, let's just use the Macquarie design. It's pretty cool. <laughs> we're not even going to ask people to draw art because we don't need to. We're just going to, we're just going to grab that. We're going to make that real quick. We're just going to make it a big stone, empty room. Simple enough. <laughs> Super simple, simple to, to build because times, come on, let's go, let's go. We yeah. don't have time because it's late. Yeah. And we know they were they were doing these fixes and these patches really late into mm-hmm. production. So okay. that's that's why I think I was, I'll get behind that. It's not in the documentary. It's not that's in the article book. That's like the most important scene for it to not be in what? anything. Come on now. It's the climax of the movie. Come on now. It's just odd. There has that has to be the reason. Why right. else would there be nothing? It's weird. Um, okay, so that's the that's my conspiracy theory of the day, and then um, <laughs> it's a short one, but a good one nonetheless. The other the other little tidbit, uh, back when Resistance season two was on TV, mm-hmm. there was an episode called The Relic Raiders, which I love that episode. And if you're not watching, if you haven't seen Resistance, I've seen that episode actually. I made you watch it because it's got one of my favorite new characters, um, Nikki yeah, Gray. Cool. Yeah, she's cool. Literally, her last name's Gray. Hmm. Mm. Wonder what that means. Hmm. Um. Anyways, so they're in the Sith Temple, and there's um Ralph Macquarie font everywhere, and it's just very Ralph Macquarie-esque in there. And there's these things on the wall that you have to touch to activate or deactivate this mechanism. And one of the designs that is on the wall pretty much looks exactly like the design that's etched into the chair back of this throne of the Sith. Accident? Don't know. But it's like a diamond shape. Which, yeah, I know what you mean. Which, it's the um, diamond that you see on the throne. Everyone knows that diamond. It's like the cornerstone of the throne. Hmm? The diamond on the back of the chair. Yeah, like you can only really see it when it lights up with lightning, but... Um, I mean, in the trailer, like, yeah, you it's can very see it. visible in the trailer. You can definitely see it. So, you know, I don't know if that was a purposeful connection. I don't really know if JJ even knows there was a show called Resistance. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's for kids, bro. Or if maybe Resistance. Not for directors. Maybe the Resistance uh, people noticed that he put that design on the chair and like, oh, we'll just use that. But right, right. That was a cute little connection. Um, who knows? Or not. Okay, who Colin. Knows? Really, it's hard to tell. Uh, does this sermon have a chair? Uh, it has yeah. the best chair ever, basically. <laughs> yeah. Does this <laughs> throne room get blown up? Yes. Yes, it... Ro- pretty royally. Like... It gets mm- imploded, basically. Well, the whole... I watched really carefully yesterday to see what exactly happens it just literally gets blown away <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just blown away yeah by the force from all the jedi i guess and then like the stadium collapses all the people get buried in rubble Rip my and homies. the big statues just crumble and everything falls apart yeah. so it in fact does Bye-bye. get blown up i would call that blown up yeah that's gone yeah okay colin Rate that throne room. <laughs> okay. Oh, jeez. 
This is hard because I don't want to give it too high of a score. <laughs> you know? I want to give it a high score. That's what's sad. But it's just so boring. It's just boring. Boring? Yes, it's boring. It's just boring. I don't... See? This is bad because... I'm assuming by the end of this series we're going to compare all the scores. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. That means... What if I give, like, Jabba's Palace a better score than this? Oh, well... That's dangerous. You gave Jabba's... I think see. I gave that a 4.5, didn't I? Um... Where is it? You gave it a 4.5. Good okay. memory. Yeah, it's a 4.5. That's why I know. But... <laughs> I love how much you're sweating these decisions. Dude! <laughs> it's very important. This is the most important part of this podcast. I wait... I wait... Like forty five minutes at a time for this. Okay. So I try to. Th- I've well, been you should thinking. be thinking about it the whole time. I though. do, I do, but it's hard to commit. That's why I have to change all the time. <laughs> you always make fun of me, but this is intense. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. Please. Uh, three. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say three. Because Jabba gave it two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all three of those points, all three, are. Are. Just the throne itself. It's art. It's and that back wall room. is cool. Yeah. The rest of it, I don't like. For sure. But that is such a... I keep telling people, I will not let this movie steal Ralph McQuarrie's genius of that throne away. I like, understand. You know I what? You know what? What? I'm giving it a four. <gasps> because of the sound. Sound yeah, is good. All the things you just said... And the sound. Okay. Deserves commemoration, definitely. Okay, I'll give it a 3.5 because of the sound. I'll change mine. For okay. The, for the first time ever. Yeah, true. I, for, I kind of forgot the sound. Yeah, dude. And there is a kiss that happens in that throne room. That's very important to me. Other other ter- <laughs> terrible, awful things happen. I don't care about that. But I'm going to be kiss, honest. <laughs> 3. 3.7. That's some fan service Three, that i ever seen it. Shut up. It was not. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, 3.75. Solid. That's not fair. You just changed yours like three times. You make fun of me. Now you understand. Okay. Well, this is the only time I've ever changed my rating. Dog. Yeah, let me. It's time. Okay. So I think that's it for the sequel trilogy, Throne Rooms. We got the job done. That was was a job well done. There was more than you thought. Because I didn't tell you about the Kylos, and I didn't tell you we were going to talk about the Rex. The fact that he had a throne, I had no idea that was true. Well, concept of it. That was brand new couple of them actually yeah that was brand new to me but everything else about snoke's room i kind of knew already because we've been talking about it and learning out on it we have been talking about that throne room for three years almost right (laughs) how much we love it true dang it's been three years okay long time so if you would like to talk to us on social media we have a twitter account it is at unknown rage pod i have a personal twitter handle um, which is the one I use the most often, to be honest. It's at Frey Adjacent. We have an email, which is unknownregionspod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we both have personal Facebook accounts. Indeed. So I think next time we will be talking about the prequel trilogy throne rooms. Yay. And then after that, uh, I think we're going to talk about the saga films. I mean to say. In the next episode. And then 
the week after that, we're going to dedicate to um, the animated film, or the, the animated film, the animated shows. You sure yeah. want to do that? Well, we need to think about that, I think. Well, I'll see how yeah. much. There's a lot of Throne That's my point. Though. And I'm going to talk a long time about the Mandalorian one. Well, and Mortis. <laughs> and Mortis. Those two alone are going to take up probably a good chunk of time. So that's why I think I might split it up. We might need to do Thrawn's room. Mm, it's more of an office. Oh, but you're talking about considering Palps' office. Well, a I do room. consider it because he well, hey. considers it a throne. Okay. Thrawn doesn't. Okay, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. All right, all right. We can talk about, about this later. We can talk about this later. <laughs> this is not what we should talk about. Is, this is not for on air. That's Colin. true. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, anything else you have to say? Uh, Ryan Johnson's the man. That throne room is amazing. Steve Yedlin, the man. <sighs> JJ's not the man. JJ's not the man. <laughs> and we but it's art designer. We were robbed. The throne. Of a Kylo Ren Supreme Leader throne. Yeah, it makes me a little Hardcore upset. Hardcore rock. That makes me a little upset. Yeah, it does. Okay. But on a positive note, you know what? The Christmas special. I'm <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> That's going to be funny. <laughs> it is going to be a fun time. It's going to be It's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun. I don't expect any... If you even try using your brain for that, you're a sad human being. Well, it's a Lego film. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be joking me, dog. Like, got to be kidding me. I'm just going to try... I am going to try to check my brain at the door. Just... Yeah. Enjoy the silliness. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's it for episode 17. Woo! Yeah, dude. So, hey, Colin. We'll go, well, hold on. Hold on. Oh, whoa, whoa. We'll go for maybe 18 next week again. Try to keep this up. Uh, yeah. If you're around... I don't need to be around. I mean, I guess that's true. We could try it. We could do it remotely, but I like it better when you're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, I'll be going back to school soon. No. Yeah, big sad. I mean, not sad. It is me. how it has to be. It's not sad for me. I'm actually looking forward to it. But <laughs> You are a grown man. I need to Oh uh, No, I'm head. just saying I'm looking forward to, like, being in the city again. It's been six months since I've, like, been in the city. And I have not touched an instrument in... Oh, that's crazy. Six months. <laughs> like, I mean, you've touched the instrument a snare drum. here. A snare drum, which is limiting, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, it sure is. That's so. crazy to think about. But anyway. Yeah, okay. guys. Is that it? Yeah, that's that was totally irrelevant. <laughs> Whatever. It's late. <laughs> I'm going off. Hey, Colin. What's good? See you around, kid. See ya. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.